Hey guys, this is Mookie from Even More About Nothing, and we just want to share a quick word from our sponsors. Jouet.co is an awesome website that sells fashionable, comfortable gaming clothing for nerds, geeks, and everyone into that kind of stuff. If you want to check out their awesome clothes from brands like FIFA, Final Fantasy, Dragon Ball Z, and Pokemon Go, check out the website Jouet.co. That's J-O-U-E dot C-O. guys, thanks again for joining us on another episode of Even More About Nothing. I am one of your hosts, Rafiki. Hi, I'm Mookie. I'm on drugs. I'm kidding. So, preferences. No, seriously. I'm on drugs. I fell down the stairs, so I took medication. So, Just don't support it. Yeah. So, if I'm a bit loopy or say weird things, it's okay. I'm prescribed. Anyway, we have a bunch of guests today. If you do math. If you do math? I can't speak yeah, English. If you, right. No, that's right. If you know how to do you, math. You never know how to speak English. Shut up. Go back to Nigeria. Mm, well, at least we have money in Nigeria, not Kenya. We all just eat food from dirt. Anyway. Ah! <laughs> the planes. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, plenty of guests. If you know how to do math, you know this is a multiple of five. So we have... Hey, everyone. It's John. Otherwise known as Batman. And? Brian. And? Timmy Tonga. And? Yes. Hold up! Don't, don't, don't have one. Don't you have one? Call me on my intro. You guys got another deal. Add me on uh, Instagram and Snapchat. And I'm back on Twitter. So yeah, you can do that. But you forgot the link. I said Timmy Tunga before okay. you inter- inter- rudely interrupted me. I'm hey. sorry. Yeah, Timmy Tunga's back on it. Twitter. It's, it's been lit. Thank you. Good times. And the always uninvited uncle, but the favorite one of all. Yeah. The crowd favorite. The crowd. The one that draws in millions. The one that really relates to the crowd. The one that people can identify as the star of the show. The one that should get on with this. I'm intro. just going to drink the Snapple tea. Draws in true. the millions and millions. <laughs> Rocky Sunday, 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 Sunday. I'm about to say, okay, McMahon, I see you. No, that, was, that was rock. Millions and millions of rock fans. Oh, okay. I'm just not that great at my... The Rock impression. I thought that was Mr. McMahon. I'm like, okay, Vince. Maybe. That wasn't. It wasn't quite mean enough for Vince. Yeah, you're right. Anyway, uh, this is the longest intro ever. Yeah, it's it's. Oh no! One time we had an intro that was like 30 minutes, and then we decided to start the show. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure we've had yeah one that long. Oh well, you live and learn. It's Matthew. What's up, guys? All right. Anyways, moving on. What to? Got $55 I can borrow. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the money in the blow section yet. <laughs> it's not the money in the You're doing it all wrong. Uh, wrong order. Moving on. Um, yeah, thanks again for joining us, guys. Uh, we are even more about nothing. Um, let's uh, let's just get into it. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of good things this week. Uh, on the list, uh, I know you'll probably give your overview on Luke Cage. Mookie. Yeah. Um, Power Rangers trailer drop, give overview on that. Iron Fist overview. Um, we can give an overview for Flash and Arrow season premieres. Um, Mafia 3 overview. Oh, yeah. And I want a lot have, of overviews today. A lot of overviews. And I want to, if I want to finally do this, you guys have probably already done it, but the great 2016 sports debate 2K versus FIFA. Um, Ooh, yeah, I think you, I, you're the expert on 2K. I mean, at this point, I'm the better one at FIFA 17. 
Yeah, because you've put in more work than I have. Here's my thing. Again, this is going to be more discussion of like how the sports video game industry is moving as a whole, okay. rather than specifically on 2K. Okay. But I'm going to take, I'm going to approach. <laughs> I'm the, glad you said that because I would have crucified you on last year. Yeah, no, absolutely. Not. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna have that discussion probably five minutes a piece on each, and then we'll just wrap up, and then I wouldn't time anything. Because I mean, we kind of we kind of talked about it last week, but we can go. Yeah, over. that's what I'm saying. We're just gonna make it do real quick, um, so it doesn't sound like. Wait, hold on. Isn't 2K on the ban list? Are we allowed to do this? I just that's said that. Man. I literally I'm just sorry. said that, and he explained. That's why you're uninvited. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you're uninvited. Voice of reason. <laughs> anyway, move on. So, what's on the top of the topic? Um, let's start with uh, the Iron Fist trailer. Let's start there. Cool. Initial thoughts after. Watching it, like how, what was that initial feeling that everybody got? I was, let me say this right. I was unimpressed because I have come to expect a certain level of quality from Netflix and particularly the Marvel, like, brand, the Marvel arm that they've been doing. So it met that level of expectation. So it wasn't like, oh, this is, I'm like, Right, this is gonna be good. This is this is business as usual. This is Marvel doing the thing that they do, and um, that level actually, the bar has been raised because Luke Cage was so good, and we'll get more into that probably right after this. But that bar I have of expectation from Netflix, particularly their Marvel shows, has been raised, and it met that. So like, I was like, all right, business as usual. Let's March twenty seventeen. Let's do this. Okay. I've never been a particularly huge. Um, Iron Fist fan, and by that I mean I love the concept of the character, but I don't I don't go out of my way to read them. So you I'm don't excited. have stacks of Iron Fist comics. Yeah, I do not. In matter of fact, I have not. I think I have Power Man and Iron Fist one and two, and that's about it. I do want to get some of the variant covers because those are dupe. Anyway, with that being said, I'm intrigued into what's about to happen. I do love Iron Fist and like Ultimate Spider Man. Yes. Iron Fist was one of my favorite Disney Infinity characters. R.I.P. Disney Infinity. Mm-hmm. Rip the dream. <laughs> so sad. So much progress. So much potential. Um, so, on the visceral, emotional level, my reaction was approximately what you would think of a 12-year-old girl seeing a real-life unicorn. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, squeeze! Uh, on a less uh, visceral level, I would I would say more about kind of Caleb's reaction. I mean, this is this still feels like very much a first a first look teaser. It's like okay, so now we know we got Danny. He's got martial arts. He's got the glowy hand thing. He's got the chest tattoo. There's gonna be lots of fighting. There's kung fu training. And there's bad guys somewhere, you know. We don't have a, we don't quite have the clear sense of story. Like I felt like the Luke Cage teasers. So I haven't watched Luke Cage yet, but I felt like the Luke Cage teaser trailers gave us the clearest idea of what's gonna be going on. Without saying, here's how it's gonna end. You got a clear idea of the general story arc. You know, some of the major players involved, yeah. and a pretty clear picture of okay. So that's a, you know, an opponent. It's not like, is that a friend, a foe? I don't know. And not like in the sense of, 
a mystery or a thriller where you're not sure who the allegiances are, but in the sense of this is a picture of a person. They're in they're in the show. What are they doing in the show? I don't know. They're in the show. So it wasn't quite that bad, but it was kind of like a lot of the scenes in this teaser were a little just all over the place. Yeah. I feel like it was very much a focus on yeah. Danny. Yeah. Um, which isn't a bad thing. I mean, if you're going to try to sell it on something, sell it on mm-hmm. your title character. And I think they're doing a pretty good job of selling the title character. To me, it reminded me of like late 90s, early 2000s, uh, Jet Li, Jackie Chan, martial arts movies. We knew who Jet Li was. We knew who Jackie Chan was. And so we would get all these like martial arts scenes and we'll get flashes of good guys and bad guys, but in this kind of like opaque way. But it was like, here's a guy you know. Here's action. And here are people who could possibly be a million things. Coming soon. Boom. So that's what it, it, it kind of like had homages to like classic martial arts movies and fights. Which is and probably super intentional. Very okay. intentional. I mean, they have the whole, this is your sensei speaking in a typical like sensei voice in a, in a typical sensei yeah. white cloak. And I am going to be your bastard. I'm not trying to be racist. They literally say that. Um, so they had homages to like classic martial arts trailers and classic martial arts themes. Um, purity. Evil, good guys in white, enemies and everything from black to red, but it's still like, this guy could be good, this guy could be bad, it depends on how you deal with the situation kind of thing. Um, so, I liked it. Um, but like I said, unimpressed because I already have high expectations and it met those expectations for a trailer. So we'll see. Right. I, I will say another thing. I did, I did like how they're just being open and honest about it. And they're showing, and interspersed with all of the scenes, it was saying, the last Defender arrives. They're, mm-hmm. like, not even trying to play coy about it. It's like, yeah, we're making a Defender show. <laughs> yeah, and speaking of that, they actually, uh, the four actors posted up a picture together. Yeah, I did so, see that. I think I reposted it on Facebook. I was just like, that was another, you know, kind of a squee. And then, did you guys see that they've announced who's going to be playing the villain? Not who the character the villain is but who's playing the villain i did not see that sigourney weaver sigourney weaver mm, interesting she is going to be the big bad of defenders and they also have been like um out of new york comic-con which is this last weekend or this weekend however you want to do it um a lot of noise about punisher has happened mm-hmm. um there's a lot of he's been greenlit right oh he's like yeah shooting okay yeah, so they talked about, like, hey, this is the direction, and if you liked what you saw in Daredevil Season 2, prepare for more of that plus more, because this is not this is not an anti-hero story. This is not a hero story. This is an anti-hero story. So all that moral ambiguity that people love, there's plenty of that. All that beat them up just because I feel like beating people up, there's a lot of that. Um, so that, if anything, is what I'm most excited for because I know what I'm getting with the Defenders. It's going to be, hey, first four episodes, these are your main heroes. Fifth, sixth, seventh episode, eh, how do we get along together? Ninth episode, they all get brutally abused. And then the tenth episode, they come together, figure things out. Episode 13, 14, they beat the bad guy. And then they officially form the Defenders in episode 15. And then we'll see you in season two where we actually know what we're doing. Right, Maybe slightly shorter time. Sure, it'll, yeah. it'll probably stick to thirteen. They have, yeah, I mean, they have a, a outline, history yeah. of yeah, history of being thirteen episodes. So yeah, um, trying to think. Uh, so there was Sigourney Weaver is big bad. Um, 
I saw, like, I think it was just a fan speculation about, but I was like, I thought it would be a cool idea, was if they could somehow have Ghost Rider, the one from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which I've only seen the first episode of, Ghost Rider and Punisher. Yeah. I mean, There's I was like, best buddy cop movie? Best <laughs> buddy cop movie. There's already rumor floating around, and it sounds like it's on the verge of, like, being confirmed with some little, little hints that there is a Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. crossover happening. Yeah, I think, I don't know if it was you or somebody else who posted something about how they're, like, somebody asked them, hey, are they ever, are they going to hear about all these people in Harlem? It's like, uh, maybe, you know, they didn't say, you know, the crossover is happening on X date, which is probably a good idea, you know, they want to give themselves playroom, but it's pretty clear they know it's, because at this, yeah. we're at this point, we're going to have almost all... By the time we get Defenders, we'll have one of the heroes from all of the five boroughs. Yes, I know Hell's Kitchen isn't technically one of the five boroughs, but um, we have Brooklyn already, which is Luke Cage. We have the Bronx, which is Jessica, right? I think Jessica's in the Bronx. Or is she uptown? Uh, maybe. I don't, remember I don't know the boroughs of New York super well. So. Yeah. Um, but we have Jessica Jones, we have, I think Hell's Kitchen is either in Brooklyn or around Brooklyn, because, um, when there's an interaction in Luke Cage, and we should probably eventually get to talking about it, between Misty Knight, who, uh, pretty good, really, really good, and Turk, which is, I like how they have these ancillary characters that are tying these stories together, um... So, like, there's characters you see in all... Like, in Jessica Jones, you see the same characters in Daredevil. Now you've seen some of the same characters pop up in Luke Cage and... Like, Night Nurse? Yeah, Night Nurse. Um, who's now Luke... Ah! Almost spoiled that. Let me stop. Um, um, <laughs> I, I, I know she's in Luke yeah. Cage. I mean, they advertise it. I mean, I think they're pretty open about how she's kind of the thread through yeah, all yeah. of them so far. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting they play. And so, but I like how they're doing that. It's not like... And again, they still refer to the Marvel movies as, particularly the Avengers, as the incident. Now they are going; they are specifically talking about Avengers Two, where New York City gets leveled. So they always refer to it as the incident, and they, that's kind of, hey, we exist in this world. They never say their names. It's always the big green guy. That one dude from Brooklyn, yada, yada, yada. The guy with the hammer, the guy with the suit. Yeah, 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 yeah. the guy with the suit. So it's always like, if you know what you're... And at this point, everyone should know who they're talking. If you don't know who the big green guy is, I don't know what to tell you. And then the hammer. If you can't figure that one out, I help. Go watch Avengers 1. And you... you Go read a book. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and I, I think it just shows that they just... They have a specific focus in all of these series... But they're not ignoring the wider world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And those and those those things play into the politics of the. I don't want to call them B list heroes because. You ask me by next year, some of these characters are going to be favorites to the big name stars because I feel like Iron Man is kind of losing some of his luster, which makes me really excited for Iron Maiden. Ah, yes. Oh, anyway. Moving on. Yeah. Might as well go into Luke Cage at that point. You're the only one who's really finished it. Am I the only one who's finished it? I haven't even started. All right, cool. Long story short, Luke Cage is probably the best Marvel thing they've done yet. Um, I would put Luke Cage 1, 
Daredevil in a top five order, as we like to do here, I would put Luke Cage season one at the top. Daredevil season two is number two. Um, Daredevil season one is number three. And Jessica Jones just kind of, it got to a level and stayed flat. It didn't kind of go, it, 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 for me personally, I know some people really love it, some people hate it. To me, it just got there and stayed there. It didn't, there wasn't a continual progress. So that's going to be the fourth one um, in that order. It's really good, especially, especially if you're a fan of hip hop. And I mean classic hip hop. If you know, this has already been said, but every episode is named after a song from the Gangstars, which are Brooklyn royalty. Um, some of the, grandfathers of hip-hop are recognized in ways that people who know rap will know i mean there's so many of the songs are classic new york songs they don't actually sing them there's like they play the songs in the background so if you know the songs you're gonna pick up immediately there's a lot of wu-tang in there and i mean a lot of wu-tang in there um so much so that red man no i take that back method man is actually in the show there's, huh. yeah, there's an episode. Huh. I mean, it was in the trailer, so it's not spoiling anything. Method Man literally pops up, and um, so this is a spoiler, but he does a freestyle live on Sway in the Morning, and it's so good. So he pops up as himself? Yeah, yeah, he is. Okay. He is. Well, I didn't know if he was playing somebody else. Nope, it's, it's Method Man, and Method Man is Method Man, and the freestyle happens, and I don't want to say anything else other than that, other than that, like, while the freestyle's happening, the things that are going on in the world at that time, it's just this awesome black power moment and speaking of that yes the show is black it is very very black and it's oh, glorious for it were you the one who posted the yeah like i think it was the poster and then a screenshot of like three tweets yeah and then some of those people have come out and saying hey we were being facetious we were joking but still you know be careful with the way you say things anyway um yes the show is very black it's very it's very self-aware of the times we live in they actually make they make references to young African-American men being assaulted and murdered by police and how we need a bulletproof black guy um, in these tumultuous times. So it's very self-aware. It's very socially conscious. Um, they do um, a good job of kind of easing you into everything because one of the things I felt like Daredevil did was like it kind of dropped you in the middle of the heat and I was like, okay, let's get really high real quick and then we'll, we'll, we'll calm everybody down and then we'll build back up. Luke Cage kind of starts off like, okay, this is going to be very tenuous and you got to be like, it's almost like they took a scalpel and they were like, okay, let's, how do we, how do we peel back the layers of this character? How do we show that, yes, he is, his skin is impervious to projectiles and if you punch him, you'll break your hand unless you're super-powered. Um, but he isn't, like... He's not Superman. He's not the big blue Boy Scout. He has flaws. He gets angry easily. He doesn't like people. He doesn't trust himself. And I think those emotional vulnerabilities make him relatable. Because a big black guy who's bulletproof walking down the street, eh, kind of... To some people, kind of kind of be a, a, a turnoff. And so he is a very, very vulnerable character which is probably one of the best parts about it. Like I said, Misty Knight, um, Mercedes Knight, Misty Knight having one, um, is a great character because not only does she present a different aspect to the show as like, oh, this is a 
a cop, but she's she's almost like a second main character. Um, Daredevil has one main character, and everyone else kind of revolves around him. The story of this revolves around Luke, the the villains. I want to say it that way because there's not one main villain, which is what I like about the show. Is there's multiple villains, but they all play an integral part to the story, and they all revolve around each other in a, in a great way. And then there's the tertiary characters, but they also play great roles. Um, Misty Knight, I would almost put her in the main character role because she is trying to um, solve what's going on with Luke while trying to be responsible for her own actions, while trying to deal with her own emotions. And first of all, you know, black woman in the police station, that's that's already enough trouble. But then being a black woman in Sinistra and in, in being a black cop and a black woman in a situation where the cops are assaulting and accosting black people in the neighborhood, she, there's a scene where they, they literally call her a traitor and she has to deal with that. And that is very, very, it was probably one of my favorite scenes. There was very little action in it. But the emotional draw to that episode was one of my favorites. Um, so I think they do a good job of like, here's your superhero Buster Wall stuff, but here's the human element of these characters. And um, long story short, I gave it a five out of five. Um, go watch it. I would actually say take some time with it. Like take some time with it. I busted through it in the weekend, but I would say, hey, if you want to watch a couple episodes a weekend, a couple episodes at night, wait, watch. I think I'm going to try and do that more often because this, the more you let it sit with you, the more it resonates. But I'm, I'm definitely going to watch this one again. I beg to differ with that statement. I binge watch and it sticks with me. You're not, so. you're not wrong. I mean, I love it. But. <laughs> well, and I think when it's a, like 13 episodes each an hour, you know, like 60 minutes almost yeah, long. 50, or yeah, yeah. 50 to 60, 65 minutes. I mean, I think that's actually got a little more... Like if it was like a... Cartoon, you know, you were binge watching like a, a Star Wars Clone War, Wars or Scrubs, yeah, something that was lighter or something with shorter episodes or whatnot. But yeah, I I feel like again I haven't watched Luke Cage. I do. I am really looking forward to watching it, and I think everything you're saying right here just makes me more interested and excited for watching it. Um, but so far with the Marvel Netflix, I feel like they've done an excellent job of packing. A lot into each episode, not just action-wise, but just anything and everything-wise, character-wise, story-wise, etc. Without making it feel overcrowded, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. They yeah. somehow, I mean, n- not every episode is perfect, um, but they definitely they feel like they strike a really good balance. Yeah. Um, I think with your, I would maybe agree with your ranking. I could I could see flipping Daredevil season one and Jessica Jones. I think they're kind of close. Daredevil season one, I think you're right about the, it drops you in, then calms down, then goes back up. Um, it was definitely kind of the foot finding, like kind of finding your feet, figuring out if this is going to work show. Once it exploded, they're like, okay, floodgates open. Yeah, you know? let's do the defenders uh, in there. And I would say if you're interested, um, and this is for the one of those deep cuts, if you're really invested in the shows, the series, you're one of those people like John and myself where like we're anxious for the defenders, we want it to come. Um, the sequential order is technically 
Daredevil 1, Jessica Jones. Daredevil 2, Luke Cage. But I will say this. If you want to just watch Jessica Jones and then watch Luke Cage, you can do that. You can do that. There are a couple references that you might miss here and there. Um, but I would say if, you, if you're really invested, and I'm actually probably going to be doing this like... Um, Take about a week to watch all, uh, probably like two, three weeks because I don't have that much free time. Take two weeks before the new shows come out. Watch DD1, JJ, DD2, Daredevil. And then I think we're going to get Iron Fist before JJ2 comes out. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about a release date for on JJ2. JJ2. Yeah. It almost sounds more like we're going to get Defenders before, before we get JJ2. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Defenders might even be JJ2. No. I mean, yeah. At this point, I haven't heard anything about JJ two, which is kind of like eh, because I don't. I think of the like I said of the three, it was the one that got the most mixed reviews. But then again, people were just being mean. Cause well, and I also think one of the problems with trying to make another standalone is like, who do you have as the main antagonist? Yeah, and and yeah. I mean that's not a knock on the character herself. I think Jessica is a great character, but you need something to strive against in the series. And, and maybe it might be a thing where we get a tech pole series. Like, we get a Thor or an Iron Man or Iron Maiden. I don't know where they're going with the movie. I pay more attention to their TV series on Netflix than I do their main series. The main the main temple series I pay attention to right now is um, Galaxy Guardians. Guardians of the Galaxy 2. So, that's the one I'm most anticipated. Obviously... That is excluding Doctor Strange, which is my number one guy, and Black Panther, because, you know, Africa. Did you hear they added, like, three more people to the cast? Forrest Whitaker. Yup. I was just like, you know what, sure, let's throw him in. At this this point, I was like, can we just get Denzel already? Can you just say we have Denzel and Will in there, even if they're just there? It's like, we got Denzel and Will. Maybe they'll be in the movie, they won't won't advertise it all, they'll just be there in the background. It's like... That was Denzel Washington. You know what I want to? I want to happen is like T'Challa goes to school in London and his professor is Denzel Washington. That's what I want to happen. Denzel's not advertised at all. He just shows up for one episode. What if his professor was Morgan Morgan Freeman? Freeman. Yes! (laughs) Yes! I was like, who's more professorly? Like, this isn't a knock on Denzel, but I mean... I'm sorry. The way he said yes and the way he got excited about it, I've never. I don't really like the movie, but I remind me of Step Brothers. Did we just become best friends? Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much what just happened here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that'd be amazing. No. Um. Yeah. Doctor Strange is. I got nervous. I'm starting to get nervous. The more and more the show, the more and more I'm just like, oh, you need to shut up. You just this thing just needs to come out. Just shut up and let it come out. We got like a month. Yeah, it's coming soon. Coming yeah. quick. I'm yeah. I'm liking like I I know they put out teasers and trailers. I've liked a couple of the little just like gifts that they put out. Like there's the one where he's in like his Doctor Strange outfit. I think he maybe doesn't have the cape on. He does like a couple of little hand motion things, then whips his hands out and it goes from just sparks into those they're like orangey. Yeah. Uh, Magic circle thing. I don't, I don't, I don't know what glyphs. he's about to do. Glyphs, yeah. Glyph pattern things. Yeah. Um, I think personally, just to um, to calm myself down, 
I am reading I am reading the current series of Doctor Strange, which is why I'm so nervous about it, because the, the books right now are just glorious. If you're looking for Marvel books to read, please read Power Man and Iron Man. Please go pick up the Black Panther comics, because that is the best thing that they have out, point blank, period. That is the number one selling comic that they have. It is just that good. And then Doctor Strange is probably, I mean, for me, it's top five. But it's like if you look on their rankings, it's probably top ten because it's just so well written. Like the guys that are writing these characters understand the audience. They understand the characters from a microscopic level so much to the fact that everything that happens has an impact not only on the character but the world and then it bleeds into the readers like i've had conversations with comic books where we're literally dissecting it page by page like frame for frame almost like well this could mean that this thing happens later on and like i really hope with the talent that they have because i think cumberbatch is the perfect doctor strange um Speaking of Cumberbatch, yesterday, I, I don't know what was going on, but we were talking about Cumberbatch, and I was like, I called him Bumberbatch. I don't know what happened. But anyway, um, it was really good. So, really excited for that. Um, I've it, seen you know, some people noting, that just talking about Doctor Strange for a second, that you know he has the amulet, the Eye of Agamotto, and yeah. they've noted that it looks like it probably has the Time Stone in it. It is. So, we only lack the Soul Gem? Soul Gem. Yeah, it, it's definitely the time stone because um, this, and again, this isn't stuff that's not already out there, so I'm not trying to do any spoilers. Um, they have said there is a time travel component to Doctor Strange. Sure, why not? <laughs> We've got everything else going on. Right, which again, kind of, I don't want to say aggravates me because he's not really a time traveler, and the implications of, unlike DC, <laughs> When Marvel does time travel, it's a big deal. Like, time travel is like... Doctor Strange is kind of like a guardian of magic. He kind of... He protects the human world from the metaphysical worlds, particularly demons and spirits and all those things. There's a lot of voodoo magic. There's a lot of... Um, he fights in dimensions to protect the right. human world from everything else that could possibly... So he's a guardian of time, essentially. So the fact that they're talking about time so loosely scares me. It scares me because when time travel happens, um, we get things like God Doom. We get things like Young Reed Richards, who destroys the universe. We get things like Planet Hulk. We get... Um, so time travel is a big deal in the Marvel Universe. They don't play with time. They, they try not to play with time. Um, I mean... Besides Maybe. Web of Shadows, where we had 16 different Spider-Mans, which was, again, not well-received... Um, they right. try to leave time alone because it's like a continuity thing, and if they're gonna new, if they're gonna do a new time zone, they just wipe out the whole universe, which is what it's kind of building up I'm, to. So. I'm hoping that the time travel, and I did air quotes there for our listeners, uh, the time travel thing is more just stuff like, like there's a bit in a teaser where it looks like he starts to do kind of a, almost like what Tracer does in Overwatch with her rewind. He kind of does like a rewind on the area after some damage and. Maybe we'll have, like, a running battle through time, and it's like, oh, it's time travel. Yeah. And they didn't lie, but it's not like going back and stopping Kennedy yeah. from being assassinated time travel. It's wacky stuff happening, and maybe he has to go back to... Maybe he has to fight in, like, five simultaneous time periods against yeah. whatever other dimensional gribbly it is that 
I will say whatever is trying to bring through. And now this is some forecasting, some some a little bit of piecing of what I know from the comic books and a little bit of what I know from the the Doctor Strange animated movie, which is really what got me into Doctor Strange as a kid. Watch that because that's one of just it's a great overview, start to finish. This is who he is, this is who he ends up being, these are his powers. And this is the potential danger that the world faces, and this is how powerful he is. He is the most powerful magical being in existence. At least, human magical being. I mean, there are some mythical forces that are greater than him, but we're not going to get into that. We'll hear him say their names during the movie, I'm yeah. sure. There is, there is going... I, I'm, I'm seeing a little bit of, like, from what I've seen when I'm pissing, there's going to be, like, the magical Avengers. It's going to be, like... I need a team to protect space, and you're a voodoo doctor, and you know mysticism more than I am, and you're a summoner, and we're facing this bag bad. We just need to come together and figure this out. Um, I Justice League Dark, basically. Yeah, Justice League Dark, Magical Avengers, whatever you want to call them. Um, They're going to have to... Somebody's going to die. That's unavoidable. Um, I am going to see... Like, what I'm seeing is one of two things. Either the world comes to an end and he has to use every... And this is when he self-actualizes, realizes how powerful he is, rewinds time, brings it back to a point of, I know what we must do. I'm, I guarantee you, the, the line, I know what we must do, of some sort of that, some variation of that, will show up in the movie, particularly the last third of that movie. It was like, I know what I have to do or I know what I must be or some some line that is associated with self-actualization and like, let me, I got this, basically. Right. It's going to happen in the last third of the movie. He's going to have this huge display of power and then the magical defenders, just as they dark, whatever you want to call them, are going to cross the streams, use all of their combination of magical forces, either infuse him with something and he becomes magical Zordon or magical Voltron and then just blast the bad guy away. <laughs> 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 serious Voltron. Yeah, serious Voltron. Um, and then, or, um, and then like, okay, we've done this. We must lock away the time stone, yada, yada. Towards the end of it, we get, hey, Galacticus or what is it? Is it Galacticus? Thanos. Thanos, Thanos. is going to be like, oh, nope, the stone is mine. So, Yoink! Yeah, he's going to throw the stone into space. We can never let this come into anything. He throws it into space, and Galacticus is like, yeah, psych, give me that. Um, so, yeah, really looking forward to it. Black Panther is just going to be a lot of fun just because black people beating up black people. All right. Good discussion, you two. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, everyone's really been sitting here for the last 30 minutes. <laughs> um, next on the list, uh, we'll just hop to the DC side. Um, we'll give an overview of Flash and Arrow. Um, I know I've seen both. You've seen Flash. Flash. I've seen both. You've seen Flash. <laughs> I've seen both. I've seen Flash. You've seen Flash. Cool. So everybody at the table here has seen Flash. Has seen Flash. Let's start there. That was the weirdest. So possible weird. spoilers ahead, since all of us have seen it. Possible spoilers for Flash. Thank you. We'll try to keep it, you know, keep low, but minimum. it's gonna probably happen a little bit. I will say this: uh, it's one of those episodes that I was happy, but not happy kind of thing because the essence of Flashpoint was there. But it was the most weird. It's the weirdest Flashpoint I've ever seen in my life. And we've seen four. It's or five because it had to be that. One. It had to focus in on one show. 
that's really what was going I think on. It, I, I, think I really the, think it should have been two. But then again, it's I guess no, it's still I mean, technically like, is. I mean, it it was all within the Flash TV show. The extreme differences, yes, that they showed. They because that's the thing is in Flashpoint, the whole all of the impact from the Flashpoint story is. Wait, Thomas Wayne is Batman. Wait, where's Superman? What's going on? Wait, there's a war between Atlantis and Themyscira? What's going... You know, it's it's not just Flash's life being different. It's everybody's life is different. And so they kind of showed that here. You know, we had... And I mean, this is all in the teasers. Cisco's like super rich and stuff and this and that. And Wally is Flash slash Kid Flash. He calls himself Flash. Everybody else calls him Kid Flash. Which is pretty... So happy with him. Otherwise, like... Or that was... Honestly, that was fun too. But I was like, I was happy with the costume. I thought he handled himself really well. I'm like, this had better not be like the only time for the next ten episodes. Actually, that boy better be in his costume. They've already confirmed that he, that was going to be the catapult for him being flashed the rest of the seat, like the season. Good. So good. They're not backtracking on that. That's good. Um, so I mean, but yeah, it's. I think that's probably what makes it feel like it's Flashpoint, but it's not quite Flashpoint. Is because it's all within this show. We, they said there's going to be ripples, I guess you could say, but it's not going to be like this total bizarro world, everything is different like we had. They just, I think, maybe they wanted to do that for longer, but maybe they were like, maybe they were told, hey, we need to kind of rein that in a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, and, I'm speculating. and, and they were smart to do it that way because when we first, talk, going back to the whole uh, jumping networks for Supergirl, we knew it was going to be Monday, Flash would be Tuesday, Arrow's Wednesday, then Legends is Thursday. It's, I get why they did it, so I'm not as disappointed with that it was even though it felt rushed in that one episode, I don't know how you guys felt about that, the whole Flashpoint storyline, mm. is because they set it up to be first because they didn't want to dramatically change everything else until Barry corrected it in episode two. Because we also yeah. have to keep that in mind. Yeah, and and I think that's why I was uh, on the verge of saying, like, yes, I didn't like it. Because we, we had talked and said two episodes. Yeah, it, wouldn't be, it would be no more than two episodes. Which, again... The implications of time travel should be more severe. You know what I I'm mean, saying? Yeah. And again, it's a TV show, not a movie, and it's well, not and like... At the same yeah. time, it's only episode one. One, yeah. Well, yeah. And what I would say is the big obvious changes weren't going to stick around, but that's also because they had a big obvious solution. Yeah. Like, we know... So this is kind of getting into the spoilery territory a little bit, but end of season... Two, Barry goes back and saves his mom. That's what causes everything to be completely wackadoodle in this episode. He, for the end of the episode, they take the super obvious solution. He lets Reverse Flash out. Reverse Flash and go, goes and kills his mom. And I mean that I I will say I thought that they did that scene scene or set of scenes really well. Like Those the interaction awesome. with Reverse Flash. I I want that guy. Uh, like the Eobarthon, Eobarthon instead of the Wells Eobarthon, yeah. if that makes sense. Actually, um, they're they're using him for Legends. Um, for Legends, so we'll good. Be okay, him. we'll be seeing. Yeah, him. I just as much as I like, I don't remember the name of the guy, but the guy uh, who plays Tom Wells, Cavanaugh. Cavanaugh. As much as I love Tom Cavanaugh, going around being like a smug evil guy, I really actually like the other guy. Here. I don't. Hmm? Harry. Oh, you mean no, in terms of reverse line. The, the, eel, the eel, the original flavor eel bar. Yeah. OG flavor. <laughs> vanilla flavor. Vanilla. Vanilla. Uh, yeah. So, um, 
But I mean that that change that was going to happen really quick because it was a big, obvious. This is what has to happen. So they could have stretched it out over two episodes, sure, but it wasn't going to be like six episodes. Like yeah, no, there's, there's okay, no say way. They stretched that out six episodes. Those six episodes would have consisted of Barry spending half of the episode, every episode, angsting about, oh, things are so different, but I have to let him kill my mom. Things are so different, but I have to let him kill my mom. So I can agree that maybe they could have done it in two episodes, but I can see, like you said, why they didn't. Um, But that's not that level of change wasn't going to stick around. But what we're probably going to see is a bunch of smaller bits of trying to figure out, quote-unquote, where things went wrong, because there's the hint at the end of the episode that things aren't right. Like, it was something about... Yeah. I didn't quite catch how they phrased it. Iris. Because Iris well, is estranged from her father. Iris is estranged, okay, yeah. which was completely different from the end of season two. So, Barry's still bleeped up, but um, well, it's, it's harder to... Now it's harder to figure out, okay, what's wrong? What, what, what happened? What did I do? You know, so... What's probably going to happen, and I think they've kind of hinted at this, is we're probably going to get a few episodes of him figuring out, oh, well, this is wrong, and he tries to go back and fix one thing, and then he... So there yeah. may be a lot of time and travel the, going, like micro you, travel going And I'm, I'm not sure if you guys had seen, because they released two trailers for episode two and then episode three, I believe, um, okay. for Flash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then in the episode three trailer, he actually has a conversation with Jay Garrick, where yeah. he's talking to him, he's like, look, Barry, being part of a hero is not going back to fix things every single time, but having to live, like learning to live with the mistakes. So I think he's going to try to do what you're talking about. And he's but probably going to have to find gonna, a point where yeah. he's going to have to just say, okay, all the major bad stuff is averted. I just need to live with this and try to work with my... Yeah. I think yeah. he's probably going to find that quote-unquote happy medium. It's not going to be exactly like last season, but it's not going to maybe be quite as bad as it is now. Or maybe maybe he'll fix all of the interpersonal issues on his own. I don't know. I, I, I feel like, and this is just me, like, inferring or putting my own opinions into it. I feel like he's going to... And I'd hate to see this happen, kind of, but I feel like Barry's going to try and change one more thing, like, with the next episode. Yeah. And then after that, everything's going to be set for the for the, uh, for the remainder yeah, of the season. it's going to set in stone, um, basically. One thing I liked about it, at least in the new timeline, Iris was course-corrected in terms of her character, because, I mean, all, all of season one... Iris yeah. never progressed the story. Now, Candace Patton is not a... I'm not saying she's a terrible actor. It was the writing. writing. Yeah, it's all in but the writing. Was, the but I yeah. think they realized she's not doing as much as we would have liked to, you know, for her to have done. So, like, seeing her actually being a reporter and helping her brother and really pushing that storyline forward and actually contributing to the story because it was always... She was that side piece. Or the damsel in distress. There's that too. Um, so I think we will finally get that iris we should have. Hopefully. Um, but we'll see. Obviously, still things are up in the air. But at least that gave me hope for that. But as to how that will land, we'll, we'll see. So Well, as the Blue Lanterns say, all will be well. <laughs> cool. You're not wrong. Um, Arrow. I know. We yep. So we've got to cut. You guys can talk about 
Arrows, Candidly is watching. I missed all of last season, so I'm just going to watch okay. it on Netflix and uh, catch up on it right I mean, I'll talk a little more generally. Um, so, I guess my biggest thing is I'm... I feel like they're going to be retreading a lot of the same ground Ollie walked in, like, season three and four with how extreme he gets and stuff like that. And that's... Yeah. That is super frustrating. So, like... Actually, I would say a little more season one-ish. Or, okay, yeah. I, I mean, for what it's worth, I haven't actually seen the entirety of, like, the first two seasons yet. I need to go back and watch them. Okay. Um, I've watched, like, all of season three, all of season four, and obviously I'm watching season five now. Um, so, like, the whole adding more vigilantes thing, that wasn't just, like, a perfect, okay, uh, I don't feel like that's a huge spoiler... And I think that's okay. That's definitely, like, all of the stuff has made that look like that's going to be a journey. Um, yeah. But I, I like the progression of that one. That one, that, that didn't feel forced. That storyline, I think, is going okay. Um, there's stuff I'm like, so what's Diggle doing? Where's he at? You know, which we'll hopefully get answers to. I am I'm so glad that this is season five and that maybe we'll finally be done with flashbacks. Um, I just, the flashback right now, I'm just like, really, really, I just... Well, I'm, I'm just no. I'm just gonna say this. I feel it is necessary to at least, in some implications, have this set of flashbacks. Now, I understand where you're coming from. Flashbacks were five seasons in. It's getting old. It's getting tiring. But I feel like this is necessary for us to see Oliver's time in Russia because we're always because seeing him. We're always seeing him talk nev- about yeah. the Bratva. Well, even though he was dropped from it back in season four, was it? Yeah, right. but then but to, to have it and then not have it and then not even explain it. It it. Yeah. It's disservice to the fans. Yeah, it's... For me, it's the principle of, like, his whole intro for the longest time is, I spent five years in hell, a.k.a. on an island. He totally didn't. So he's going to spend, like, two episodes at the end of season five, back on the island, rush-growing that beard that he had when he got rescued. Like, slapping some Rogaine on there or something. I don't know. It's like, I gotta look like I've been stuck here for five years. I I don't know. I, I just... But it, you're right. There's stuff. There's more to the character's time gone than just I was on an island. So they do need to explore that. You're they, right. They, they, I just it's it's a very uh, hashed out. We've beaten the horse till we can't recognize it anymore. Yeah. So hopefully, maybe it'll be like an every other episode thing, or not as much. Because that's the other thing is how much time in the episodes sometimes have been the flashbacks. It's just like I. Oh, sorry, go ahead, finish. I, I don't know, like, this episode, there was a... It wasn't as bad as some of, like, last seasons, but there was a good chunk of flashback, and I'm just like, you've got so much you could be telling us about the right now. I don't know, so... I think there's a lot of potential in Arrow. I think, really, ultimately, my feeling for Arrow, in Arrow, for Arrow, I don't know, some insert proper preposition there. Um... <laughs> uh, feelings here are kind of like with Flash and it's it's not the best episode one of the season I've seen but there's a lot of raw potential there and so I'm hoping the writers are able to coax better and better stories to, throughout the season out of what they've given us um, and I think there's enough foundation laid by the other shows I'm certainly going to give it a chance um, so I am just going to say I'm really hoping for Mr. Terrific to be what Curtis's hero name is. I mean, we all kind of sort of know it, but they're not really saying anything about it yet. Well, I think they, they've they said did that, that name drop, that, that 
name drop in season four. Yeah, well, I mean, we saw the... It wasn't direct, but... We saw his jacket, so I'm fair, hoping the yeah. jacket shows up. We know the gal, they said it's going to be Artemis. Yeah. So I'm like, Actually, okay. they've, they've already shown a picture of them on set in costume. Oh, I, I guess I haven't seen that picture. So yeah, you might. So, so yeah, so yeah. Um, the 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 T face, it's yes. it's there. The T face. <laughs> it's it's there. Um, actually, one thing I liked about this episode. <laughs> one thing I actually liked about this episode, um, which it's not a spoiler. It was in the trailer. Oliver's captured. Um, oh uh, yeah. And. You know the, the bag's being pulled off of him, and he's solo, and he's just—he's got his hands tied behind his back like season one, and just to recreate that was like, okay, I see what you guys are doing. You're like—it's almost that reminiscent of they're trying to get back to what made them so successful, especially within the first season. Um, there were there were moments, obviously, in the first season that were rough, but. There were things that made it great, and obviously that carried it to make it last this long. So, uh, we'll that that whole zip cuff, you know, and obviously him showing up and like, what do you mean? And then he the whole chair flip. So I do like uh, this new gangster boss guy. Um, yeah, I uh, like Church. Uh, what's his name? Something Church. Yeah, who is actually playing that character? Because I remember, I remember he looks familiar, but I don't remember. I don't know. I, remember I, his I mean, face, but I was like, I he's him. got a super distinctive voice too. Yeah, like it's one of those. I'm like, wait, did he stop? Why did he stop talking? <laughs> you know, it, it's almost hypnotic. Um, and then I'm really curious. Oh, I'm, that'd be a little spoiler, but so I feel like we're gonna have maybe like a more mundane villain and one or yeah. two more extraordinary villains um and so i'm kind of curious to see what happens with that not gonna lie i'm super interested in uh where cody rhodes is gonna show up in this um or whatever his actual well, actual uh, actual name oh the actual characters yeah well okay so the cody rhodes is yeah cody rhodes is a wrestling stage name that's no, that, that's right that's right that's right yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so I know, I know. everybody's hoping that he's playing sportsmaster because wild dog is not him. I think Wild Dog is played by somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> Cody's in like one or two episodes. Everybody's hoping for Sportsmaster because... If you got Artemis. Well, plus it would also mean you would have somebody in a hockey mask probably using a hockey stick against Stephen Amell's arrow. So it'd be a little bit of a... Call um, back to TMNT. Yeah, yeah. You know. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. Um, I don't know. I'm excited. I'm actually ready to watch Supergirl. I am pretty pumped, but I have grown yeah. more up for this whole idea that they're bringing Superman in. I I I'm I've liked I'm liking his costume more. I'm liking what they're showing of him more. I'm just gonna stop you right there. When I first saw it, we all made fun of him, thinking he looked like what's his name from uh, Funky Town. Or <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought it was Lazy Town. Lazy Town. Whatever. I think I watched too much of that show. Anyways. <laughs> anyways not a fan of the entirety of the costume. Way better than uh, what is it? Jackson. Superman Begins or whatever. Superman, Superman Returns. Superman Returns. So, um, you can't do worse than that. You can't. And then, I think and then they tried using like, it. Then they tried using it for Smallville. That was just a horrendous mess. That was egregious. That was literally. Well, there. That was also part of the whole no flights, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 flights, no flight thing. Dumbest rule. But anyways, the thing that throws me off about Superman, I don't know if this gets you guys. 
but it's the way that his cape is attached to the rest of it. It looks well, it looks like a freaking armor plane he came off of well, Iron Man and it's just like strapped well, here's, on. Here's the thing is like is this bolted to him or is it like sewn on? Come I, on. I don't know if it was one of the actual producers talking about this, but I was reading about that and somebody noted that if you if you watch so the uh, Cavill Superman, so uh, Man of Steel, BVS, Justice League, etc. His suit has a very organic look to it. They said they were specifically going for like a sort of uh, an alien skin thing, and it definitely has that. You know, it, it's not quite like oh, he's wearing a symbiote. There's a scary thought for our listeners: Superman wearing a Spider-Man symbiote. Sleep well tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but so, but it does have a very organic second skin look. This Superman's outfit is supposed to evoke more of like almost a futuristic spaceman look. So in that sense, the like more obvious clasps for the cape kind of makes sense. Yeah, I would have preferred def- that look to whatever we have now because that is more like armor like. It's well, segmented. Think, for, for, for those of you that can't see the visual, we're pointing at the new Fifty Two Superman. The new look. fifty, yeah, the new Fifty Two suit. Because that so, makes sense. He looks like he's from the future, but it looks like it's armor. But like we can still tell he's Superman. Well, Whatever I think we, uh, his suit mm. to me is the current one, and we haven't seen a lot of shots. Suit. Of anything except like basically his, his, like the bottom of the S shield up, all of the shots that stay still for more than five seconds show basically the S crest, the like top of the cape and his head. Um, I don't know. I I, I want to see it in the episode. I want to see it in motion. I want to see some full body shots in like full final production because that's the other thing is you know anymore you know we see these shots of costumes on set or whatnot. And I'm like, man, that looks weird. Like, I remember seeing the Captain America suit in Avengers, and I'm like, I don't know. And then you saw it in the movie, it's like, oh, okay, Barry Allen suit. Oh, Barry like, Allen's oh, that's, a prime example. Like, man, that's People super were dark. like, I don't know about this. But then we saw it in motion, and we saw it in action, like, and it's like, well, okay. And they I'm still thinking about that. But I mean, and it's they made... It's not as bad as it could have been. And they made brighten the red a little bit. I mean, they have that promo photo on their Facebook page that's like the really bright red. I mean, it's... Oh, wait, are we talking Speed about Flash, Flash, or are we talking about, like... Speed, uh, the Flash. TV show? TV show. Oh, yeah, I love the TV show. I thought you were talking about Justice oh, League movie. The movie. <laughs> no, 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 we were not talking about that. <laughs> that just, we're not going to start that fight all over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the reason why, why he had a mask okay, on... And just, just to clarify, I love the rendition of the suit on the Flash TV show, but we're not going to talk about the movie. Yeah, Continue. but I remember when we first saw... Fo- when there were first photos of TV show Flash coming out, there was a lot of like mixed feelings, but then once we really saw some trailers of him in the suit, and then and we saw the show, how Cisco well, and, built it, and just kind of seeing it once it's gone through all of the editing process, because anymore they always have to touch stuff up. I mean, it's 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 hard to put people in a suit that it like a superhero suit that moves the way you want it to move. It's really easy to draw it because that's not an actual person. You can just draw the individual panels and you're okay um so and then the one other thing i wanted to kind of touch on with the supergirl and whatnot uh and this is just my inner fanboy speaking out it was asked of the production team for or maybe just of the cw at this point since cw owns everything but gotham um which is basically a prequel anyway they're like so are we if we've got superman are we gonna see batman and they didn't give a hard no it was and a then solid they, man. And then the it funny thing is they dropped man. the trailer and then they'd say Gotham. And I'm like, well, okay. Solid yeah, man. they said something about like, we're moving back to Gotham. And I'm like, 
Uh, again, 12-year-old girl, unicorn, etc., etc., squeeze. And uh, we're going to move on from this, but, like, Gotham, real quick, we are going to get flashes of teenage Bruce at some point. <laughs> when that going to happen, yeah, they did we say, don't know. Yeah. But we have begun the process of Bruce going from scared 12-year-old to, I got to fix this. Um, and if you don't know, Alfred is the greatest butler in the history of ever, Former SAS, not even just like a former SAS agent. He was like former leader of SEAL Team 6 SAS agent. So he is going to be sparring with Bruce and Bruce is going to learn and then eventually he's going to go off into Acapulco and chase a gazelle. And Alfred also killed Mufasa. That is a very true statement. Don't, don't ruin my life. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> By the way, movie Alfred, Jeremy Irons, guys. Yeah, that's, that's the reference there. Jeremy Irons in the BBS movie is Alfred. He played Scar in Lion King. There's your connection, Circle of Life, etc. Yeah, so I mean, so aside for uh, Supergirl episode one, uh, I mean, Flash, I saw part of Arrow. I mean, good episode ones, but they they could have been better. The, yeah, I mean, the thing is, I I like I really thoroughly enjoyed season opener for season two of Flash. Yes. That really, but, that really like set the emotional like level that you'd probably be seeing throughout the, um, throughout the entirety of the season. Yeah, because I remember yeah. Matt and I the other day but, we we're watching uh, an episode of Flash. We we're was watching the season finale. I think it was a, no, it was Enter Zoom. So it was episode six. Yeah, where he breaks yeah. his back. And yeah. just oh, that episode that, is just that, still my favorite episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was like, dude, this is such an incredible. But I think everybody still like it's one of those things that everybody was still dealing with their emotions from the end of season two, and wasn't quite ready to really, I think, dive into season three quite like. Because I mean, I heard people talk like. Barry, why you have to go and do that? And then all of a sudden now we got this timeline, so now you don't even know what to... Th- I think it's more of the emotion I, of you don't know what to think now. I think it's kind of like... Yeah, like we're still in that state of confusion because people, they might yeah. not be ready. It's like, wait, they're still trying to process, yeah. like you're saying, what happened in season two. And, and I then that kind of, quote-unquote, fixing it. And I think episode. actually that's what but, makes season three, this opener, better than what it really should be rated is because it's still basing on your emotion off of season two and now it's confusing you even more to move forward and i think it's done on purpose obviously so i just had a thought as you guys were kind of talking that out um i think part of the what's going on with those season one or not season one episode one of the seasons uh three and five respectively for flash and arrow is it almost feels like kind of that middle episode of a trilogy thing and so it's like it feels like it's kind of in between stuff from season two or four, you know, again, depending on the show. And then this is, it's like, it's not because season two flash opener really felt like, okay, so, you know, chapter one, book one, whatever you want to call it has closed. Now we're opening a new one, you know, and it felt like a full arc. This feels like we're almost in the middle of an arc or something. Yeah. And for that, for like being something that's almost kind of a bridge, it's not bad. I I still think I'm gonna say I think they could have probably done some stuff better, but it's not bad bad. Yeah. Um but I think maybe that's what's happening here and why it's almost throwing us off a little bit is because it's it's having like that middle episode syndrome. It's like uh you know, with Lord of the Rings, you know, the Two Towers was like the middle yeah. movie. Every, you know, it's probably the lowest rated, okay. 
middle movie, it kind of was stuck in that in-between position. It had to bring stuff from the first one, but it that couldn't wrap sense. it all so, up. So we're so, technically in the middle of a three-episode, okay, yeah, because obviously the ramifications at the end of the season... Or even, like, say, that, about, and then, you know, like with Flash, the last... It's like a three-episode story. Three right? episodes or so of those. So, like, take basically take what happened from... Was it the Runaway Dinosaur, the Kevin Smith episode? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was that, that like was about actually, the third to was that yeah, the third, third to last, last episode? Which actually, that was really good. I really so liked take that, that. So start with that episode. Say, think of that as the start of this arc. Okay. Uh, okay. And okay. We're in the middle of that arc right now with this episode one of season three. Fair it's, enough. Because it, it was about him coming the, to terms. Right. With that. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm following. So I, we, I see it. You know. I mean, in one sense. Uh, Runaway Dinosaur was closure from stuff from the last two seasons, but then now looking at things now, it almost feels like it was the start of what's going to happen because the lessons that were learned there need to be applied now, and that was what he was having to do in this episode, and hopefully what he'll have to continue to do. Okay. So, that's I mean, it's not saying oh they're perfect episodes, but why maybe they feel a little Lackless. they're not they're not meeting some of the expectations and they feel weird. Maybe because they're suffering from that middle episode syndrome. So, yeah. with that being said, um, we're interested to see how they're going to explain how Supergirl integrates with the rest of the DCCW universe. Um, things that I'm excited for, I'm just excited for the interaction that I think we're all buzzing to see for. We're, I'm talking about Win, Cisco, and Felicity. Yeah. We have to see well, that. And see. Well, the thing is, we're saying that. I was reading something that said they made... It's. I feel like they're not giving us a clear answer as to is Supergirl's universe, quote-unquote, merging with the rest of the CW-verse, or is it still going to be kind of its own slightly parallel Earth? Some of their comments make it almost sound like it's going to be basically flip what happened with Barry, but that's what happens with Kara, is she travels yeah, on she's her own, going, yeah. which is I'm kind of sad because, like you said, like when Cisco and Felicity all working together, like, and then the fun part of that dynamic would be Cisco has superpowers. Yes. <laughs> I mean, the, which I was so totally stoked, and I'm really hoping. I think it would be so cool if, like, at the end of this season of Flash, we get something with like, so we've got like Jay. Barry, Wally, Jesse all speeds during stuff up, and then Cisco steps out in like a vibe outfit. And if it's even just slightly of an, an homage more than like just the glasses, I would be great. But if it was for some reason just a cheesy, like what was it, like the mid 70s vibe look, even better. With the hair? <laughs> well, just like the shoulder pads and the yeah. colors and the stuff. But I would love to see Cisco like step up and like actually be able to do stuff like what we saw. What was it, Reverb doing? Mm. Maybe less like you know evil and killy, yeah. but you know, the the blasting and such. Anyway, so. all right, uh, we're gonna go ahead and, and and move on. Otherwise, we can talk about that all day. Yes, and the time on that. So, uh, Power Rangers trailer. Let's talk about that real quick. All right, let me go ahead and start this one off because I probably have different opinions from you guys. Whelmed. It's not wrong. And I didn't know what exactly. Like, I'm excited for it because, I mean, growing up on Power Rangers, we're getting a live action movie finally after years of speculation and wondering, oh, are they actually going to do it? 
It, I mean, it's awesome. And I saw, it had to have been, I think it was a BuzzFeed article. I don't know, maybe you guys saw this too. On uh, 15 things that we may not have realized with the original Power Rangers, which I think can kind of, which I can kind of see them skipping over in the movie, but at the same time, you know, some some of them are kind of like almost minute details. Um, one of the big things I believe it was, was obviously they're probably going to do it, was the, the initial... Um, reservation especially with like Zach and Kimberly wanting to be Rangers um I know since it's just a trailer they're probably not they'll probably go over it but there's just a lot of stuff that I'm worried they're gonna screw up essentially for was what I got from that I don't know how I feel about the costumes I'm I'm actually yeah. okay with I'm, the, I'm all right with, with it. I mean, I know, and they're more armory. I'm okay with that. It's like I mean, it's the well, movie. it's extraterrestrial. So like, and well, they have a higher like, budget. I mean, that's true. That's at, the big thing. At the same time, that's just me because I have a like with lots of movies. I just have a problem with the way they're making suits for a lot of people. <laughs> that's that's well, ju- I mean, that's just me. Yeah. I, I mean, like, okay, let me put it this way. I liked the suits in the what was it like the late '90s, uh, Mighty Morphin movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like. I don't know. I know in some ways it was cheesy, but I liked how all of them had the big gold coins or medallions or whatever in the middle of the chest plates instead of just Tommy's outfit, since Tommy's outfit was from it. Anyway, that's... Yeah. It, um, but yeah, I mean, it's... So they have more than spandex because they have a movie's budget. So I'm fine with that. I mean, it's the same reason that, you know, like I talked about way back when, you know, I was talking about how the common Rider sh- shows the guy has actual armor... It's because they're only making, like, two costumes of that mm-hmm. caliber instead of five, six, or seven costumes for the heroes that are in every episode. Because, you know, you're going to need spares, you're going to need replacements, you're going to need fixer parts, patches, whatever. So when you have a movie's budget, obviously, you can do that for everybody. And they'll probably, honestly, at this point, they'll probably pull, like, an Iron Man and have some segments of it be animated, which, eh, I'm fine with that. I yeah. mean, and it's modern tech at this point. Um, I feel like the whole reluctance thing is maybe the vibe I'm getting is they're going to find the not quite like, I'm trying to figure out if they're supposed to be the full morpher. If it's like the proto coin, like they're rock, they're like gem rock things. Yes. And that was another thing I was going to touch on. Cause it wasn't that they found these what like gemstones or whatever that contain the powers of the Power Rangers or whatever, but it was that there was an attack. First of all, I, I just want to know: Are they going to show these astronauts at the beginning? <laughs> if you guys remember the first episode of Power well, Rangers, yeah, the mean, astronauts that they went I'm, to the like, moon and found the dumpster. I just want to know if they're actually going to do that. That's awesome. Yeah, like, be a good I'm just. Anyway, I'm wondering. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to figure out what's going on because it's like, I remember in the show they like got zapped to the command center. Like, yeah. Zordon was like, I need five teenagers with attitude. Which we're definitely getting in this movie. Um, <laughs> yeah. I saw one joke that was something like, I don't know if it was one of you guys or somebody else, or something like, Power Rangers, the Breakfast Club edition or something. <laughs> like that. You know. I think I shared that on Facebook. Maybe that was you, yeah. And, I mean, it's like, you know, um, uh, an offhand thought was, "Hey, they, ma- you know, they made sure that the black guy isn't the black ranger." <laughs> right. He's actually playing the nerdy or the. He, he's nerd. Billy. Yeah, I was like, "Huh, oh, well, okay, that's I'm, a change." Okay, so another minor detail I kind of noticed in the trailer that I'm like hoping, 
I'm maybe over paranoid about. Like I noticed, like he's in the whatever that is on Saturday, the bad study hall. Billy is, and he's like sitting there. He's like arranging all of his pencils, super lined up. I'm like, oh, please don't make him like some weird, not realistic autistic. That's my like. It's fine if he's just like a little OCD, not literally OCD, but like just he likes his stuff arranged. As long as that's as far as it goes, I'm cool. He seems to not be like actually, you know, like the yeah, weird rain man. Say, autistic, he's made some but, comments throughout the trailer, and I was like, oh, okay, that. Uh, he had that funny joke of what was it? Um, Jason and Kimberly was supposed to jump, and he's like, "I don't, I don't think that's a good idea." <laughs> and it's like, like "That's cool. not a piece of cake." I'm like, "That's you know, I don't know. I it feels a little jumpy. It feels a little cutty. I'm trying to figure it out. I really wanted at least a hint of Brian Cranston as Zordon. Um, all jokes of him like totally swearing at the Rangers aside because you know Breaking Bad, etc." Um, Zordon with goatee, I would be down with that. We're probably not going to get it. Um, I would still be down with it. <laughs> I just, awesome. I don't know. I, I, I kind of hope, I will say, I kind of hope they don't give us a a shot of the Zords in a trailer. I would be okay with seeing some promo images of them. Although, if they do give us more promo images, I would like to see somewhat clearer ones. Those, yeah, tra- those posters were... A couple of the posters, I could tell what was going on. A couple of them, like, am I looking at its butt, its head? I don't know. Like, Kimberly's was bad. And I just, I had no reference point for where on the Zord she was. Like, uh, Billy's, I'm like, he's on its head. It's a Triceratops. Uh, Zach's was like, I think he's on the trunk. I don't know. Um, Trini, or is she going by Trini in this movie or something else? I don't know. We don't ask questions, man. At this point, all I care well, about—I guess I would say, sorry. No, you're. Fine. I'm. 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 I think I'm with uh, Matthew here. I'm kind of in the whelmed category. I just. I'm. I'm unsure. Yeah. I. I, 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 I was along with the suits. <laughs> I didn't like in the trailer how initially like they were kind of materializing. I guess mm-hmm. got this way got it, but I didn't. I didn't necessarily like that. I get it's the alien. I would hope that's a one-time thing. If and that's I, the initial. And dawn. my my response to you was probably <coughs> that's when they first yeah do the, the pattern because they even time. did it. Uh, it even happened when in the original series when they're with Alpha and he's like, "You guys are Power Rangers," and he just kind of like, and I was like, "Well, all right." Oh yeah, yeah that weird crackly line thing. Yeah, like, if super anything, low budget. <laughs> I would almost prefer that, even if that is just a one-time thing. Yes, it is still kind of weird. I would rather if they do actually have those morphers, which I hope they don't get rid of the morphers. I don't think we saw them in the trailer at all. Yeah, in the and trailer, all we they, saw was like a glowing yeah, yeah. crystal with some like brown rock around it. I'm hoping those turn into actual morphers. Yeah, I, mean, I, I would. Morphers. If anything, I would just hope that if they're gonna use the morphers, that it would somehow, since we have a more metallic tech based armor that it would almost kind of like correspond like you would think the Iron Man suit were just like oh it folds out from it yeah that'd be kind of cool yeah whether they like lock it on their belt and press it and it folds out or, or, or something or if they wanted to do the whole thing where they just like they call his name they stick, they stick it on their chest and then like the next you know, oh yeah like, I mean that could work well and they got or, the glowing well, bits or rather be their belt and like their uh, well but their yeah, chest the glow piece, so maybe maybe that'll go with how they got like that gem look yeah um, all I care at this point, I mean, obviously we're we're nitpicking at this trailer, and it's not we, much I else mean, we can do. There's really not, but I mean, ultimately, all I think everybody truly cares about is 
does it have the essence? Does it have that vibe? Does it really get the little pieces that make those characters and that show what it is and what we love? I mean, that's all we're really asking for at the end of the day. I'm, but I mean, we can sit we can sit here and nitpick till the cows come home. But I will just say, even though I do feel whelmed about it, I do have to say from the trailer, I aside from other aspects, I love the layer that they're in. Like the whole cave feel. I'm not speaking on the fact that they dove into water, out of water, and ended up in their cave. But I do like their little layer that. Yeah, that was the like. Yeah. Underwater, but not in water. Yeah. Yeah. But I did like that in the very last shot. We could tell it was more than just rock. Like they were in an actual techie center. Yeah. Yeah. So, which makes more sense than a big. Obviously odd-looking building on the top of a cliff. <laughs> like something, something technology cloaking or whatever. But yeah. yeah, I mean, that was... Oh, well. I thought that was a cool aspect. Yeah, I'll agree on All that. Right. Um, next thing on the list. Let's let's get this ball rolling. Uh, Mafia 3. Oh, can I start? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's, He's oh, waiting. This, oh, man. So, I remember I didn't go to class that day. I went to Post Coffee. Had a nice vanilla latte. Don't judge. It was good. Shout out and, to Post Coffee, by the way. Yeah. That's a serious plug. But anyway, got home, put it on, and like, the star menu, it's really caught my attention. I played, it's a Bob Dylan tune, but it was a Hendrix version, all along the Watchtower. One of my favorite Hendrix songs ever. I was like, oh, this game fit to be lit. So, yeah, it, I, I'm loving this so far. I just love, like, the free world aspect, and just, like, it really puts you in that lifestyle, you know, just makes you feel like you're part of it. Like, you have to obey traffic laws now? I'm like, what? That's At least when cops have to. Yeah, with or quote-unquote yeah, like when, Well, like, with cops in the area, like, they're alert. Uh, yeah, so the more criminal acts you do, then the more punishable it is. Like, I haven't been... And you're a black guy in, like, 1968. They will unfairly treat you. Like, mm-hmm. it is a thing. They are out for gotcha. it. So they've created a fictional New Orleans but try to, the best they can, portray the time period that is in. So it's a lot of race relations and wartime. And Vietnam, post-Vietnam. Yeah, post-Vietnam. Yeah, super post-Vietnam. Like, Not even like post-Vietnam. It's like mid to the end of the war. Like yeah. I think the war has either just ended or Lincoln has been discharged. Um, Lincoln Clay is the main character. He's a member of the black mob he um leaves the black mob and is i think he lied he wasn't actually 18 or something like that leaves goes to goes to the war because he needs to discover himself um his parents are dead so he was adopted by the black mob so he tries to on this journey of self-discovery he's so good at what he does he actually becomes a member and this is a real special ops team i can't remember what it's called but there are special ops organizations within the vietnam war where they ran black ops missions and they were comprised of the best and the baddest um and it helped green berets um no it wasn't i don't know if they're green berets i don't know if it's like it's a special unit i don't know exactly what they're called Mm. but they were comprised of different people from different races because they would run in and it was very black ops they explained the real life group um and then within the game and you can look them up but um similar to how battlefield one has like Special ops groups with strictly African Americans, something writers, I can't remember what they're called. But his training is through the roof, 
Um, honorable discharge, medals out the wazoo, so he's coming back. But he also, they have to, to do a good job of introducing things like PTSD um, through the yeah. military and some of the spoilers. And that was actually are, one of the first things in the game that they really explained was the PTSD and like how he's starting to deal with it. The mm-hmm. ramifications are slowly starting to show up. Yeah, he's, he begins to... Um, and through things we will not reveal, he gets... Um, this is stuff that's already been talked about. He gets... The black mob was in with the Italian mob, Sal Marcarno, but they get betrayed, and then it starts linking down this path of not self-destruction, but like utter hate um, for the Italian mafia and what they did for the black mafia. And he begins this journey. One of the best lines in the game goes, um, I don't just want to kill him. I want him to suffer. I want him to watch everything around him burn, and then I'm going to take his life. That, ooh, is like he said those words and I'm just like well all right then because it goes um similar to some of the other writers out there it goes past this point of this like cliche oh you killed my family and now I'll avenge them this cliche just of revenge story it becomes very personal it humanizes Lincoln Clay but it also um there are moments where I'm terrified of Lincoln Clay. I'm like, this man should not be allowed to be on the streets. Because this man yeah. is a savage. Oh, yeah. Absolute savage. And you take a guy who was not only in the military, but um, he's 6'8". He's 6'8", like 230. Yeah, so he's that's a monster. A, he's a gorilla. Like, I mean, like... Harambe. <laughs> he's not bringing... And he's bringing together a team of people, so... That gets... That gets more than that. But yeah, the game is amazing. I was, at first, slightly disappointed with the way it looked graphically, but I realized... I think that, it makes up for it as far as content. Yeah, the content... Yes. Through the roof. Like, we bought... The, we bought... We were looking at it, talking about it. We bought the deluxe edition off the bat, because whatever content they're going to put out, we're happy with. I'm so excited for Hangar 13 because this is their first game and it's such a deviation from the Mafia series, but it holds up that level of quality content. Now, it may not it may not look, look the best, but the content is what really yeah, matters yeah. and the content's great. I keep saying Mafia has a chance to be this year's Witcher. Because Witcher came out under like a lot of like, Oh man, this game is, is looking really good. What is it? This company's done a couple games before they've been good before. But what is it? You know, no one really knows what it is. And so far, I'm really, really excited for it. I'm hacks. I'm excited for Hangar 13. I hope people go out and buy this game and you know support the developers because that's really important. And because I'm just excited to see what they could do in the next one. Like this game, I haven't finished it yet, but I'm just like, yes, yeah. it has elements of other mob games I like. I keep talking about Godfather 2 is my favorite, one of my top five games ever. It has elements of like. We're gonna we're gonna take out their stuff, put in our people, build up our reputation, build up our member, build up our mob family, and then we're gonna go after the big guns. It's not quite as refined as Mafia Two because I think Mafia Two is probably the best mob mob game, hands down, period, ever. No, Godfather Two, sorry, Godfather Two was the greatest mob game I've ever played in my life, and I'm, we can argue about that on a different day. But really good, really happy, really excited to finish the game out. Yeah. I would say that, like, I haven't really ever played any mob games, but the whole, like, yeah, build up your organization, make decisions, you know, target the enemy, like, build up, and then, like, have certain, like, big... I'm, I'm assuming there's, like, set... Uh, kind of, set pieces. Not, yeah, set pieces, not really checkpoints, but every so often there's a mission 
that once you do it, it advances the main story. Yeah, But outside yeah. of that, you can do a lot of stuff to build up. Yeah, and the great thing about it is, like, nothing feels useless. Like, everything you do goes towards building your family. Like, right now, I just got to a point where, like, I'm taking down propaganda posters because this guy really hates communists. I mean, it's communists are the worst thing that could ever happen to America, ever. So you take down commie posters, and you get, like, points. But those points just don't count for anything. Like, you're building up reputation. And that reputation goes further with, um, hey, because you've cleared this area of all the communist posters, now we're going to give you intel on all the... Um, the, the, the locker locations where you can get like body piece like armor sets and here are some nice. locations where you can get guns and it like you build up reputation with your members of your family by giving them land pieces of property um, uh, I'm excited that I'm probably going to do a couple checkpoint saves because I'm excited to just like really go on some diverging paths like not give anyone any property and just take them off and just to, because they in I told I talked about this earlier. You can play the game however you want. You can divide it evenly. Yeah. You can favor one over the other two. You can favor all three or however you want to play. One of their playthroughs and I, this is video out there. They put it out there on purpose because it's not going to play exactly the same. They completely ignored one guy to the point where he left the Lincoln Clay's clan and Lincoln had to go kill him and took over all of his property. Right now, Vito Scaletta is around my, well, not Scaletta. Yeah, I think it's Vito Scaletta. Vito from Mafia One and Two. Um, I really like that character, so I'm probably going to favor him a little bit more over the other two. Um, so we'll see how that plays out for me. So I'm really excited to see there that. You go. And yeah. I'm excited to see how you two play the game. Yeah, guys. I'm actually uh, about to play since we're done. Yeah. Oh, that was my... Not too bad. You got to go big. You got to work tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> Monday. I don't work now. You do now. <laughs> no, but you know, but like, I just love um, just how intense it is. Like, I remember, like, it's still the beginning of the game. Uh, I don't know how far you are, but like, He's literally helping out at a soup kitchen. Yes. And the freaking Haitians come in, guns blazing in the soup kitchen. I'm just like, hold up, what? <laughs> uh, it's wild. I'm excited to see like where it goes. Because I've never played like a mob-style game. So th- this is really cool. And it's better than GTA. I mean, I mean GTA is fun, but it's fun for a while. Yeah, yeah I was never a huge GTA guy, yeah. so... I will say it's... First, I would say the structure... The content, the specific focus on the time period, the attitude, the, um, just the whole, the feel of that era is very strong, you know? So it's very focused, it's very pinpoint. Again, they were surgical in how they went about crafting the story, and you can tell it pays off. So, like I said, I will give the game 8.5 out of 10. Mm, I would I would actually say a nine. I'd go a little higher and say a nine for me, as of right now. I don't want to say anything yet. Yeah, I mean, like I said, even more about gaming coming soon. I, I promise. I fell down the stairs, so I'm medicated. So <laughs> Ooh, it might take a little longer, but he's laughing on the outside. But on the I'm inside, crying, he's crying, on the crying inside. in pain. I'm dying right now. But we're we're in the process of working through stuff. Um, we'll probably go into more, once that show's fully launched, we'll probably get into, like, specific, like, video game reviews, like, putting up videos Mm -hmm. with, like, hey, this is how we really feel about the game, this is spoiler cast, we'll give it a score, which, I honestly hate attaching a score to a video game, because I feel like it's demeaning, um, granted, like, hey, put an 8 on a game compared to a 10, I mean, does that, like, how much does that really, what does that really mean? So I hate that concept of a numbered system, 
But um, I think we're going to find a way to, like, yeah. express our feelings about the game without, like, attaching something like a number I, to I, I, You would almost have to do it like a, like a, a, a feeling scale almost. Yeah, a feeling like. scale. I think what I end up doing is, like, yeah, buy it, buy, buy it, don't buy it, or wait till it's on sale. Something like that. Like, yeah. this is the game you need ASAP. So, right now, if you have the money, go pick up Mafia 3. That's what I'll say about it. If you have I the think money, that's a triple recommendation go right there. pick up the game. I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna recommend. Like we'll get to that phase when we get there. There's, there's also more recommendation. <laughs> yeah, there's also more things coming. I know uh, Rafiki and I are working on a even more of an anime, but yeah, like you said, stay tuned for that. Real quick, Matthew, let's get this uh, the great sports debate of 2016 knocked out. Um, go ahead and give your thing about FIFA. All right, guys. If you listened to last week. Uh, you heard God and I uh, kind of go over uh, FIFA. So if you listened last week, I'm about to say a lot of the same mm-hmm. things. And for that, I do apologize, but stay tuned because you're going to hear why FIFA is better than 2K. All right. So, and are, we're just talking about franchise as a whole. Or are we talking about like... Let's talk about the franchise and then specifically why this, why this year's game is great. Okay. So, FIFA, as they know, and I think Goddard uh, put it best, there in uh, last week, the entire premise of FIFA, what they've been driving for, is you control the game. Every aspect of the game is on uh, your at your discretion, how you pass, when you pass, what style of play you really wanted to put into it. Um, pretty much almost total control over it. Um, and over the years, especially within like the past... Uh, five to seven years, they've made some major modifications that have really upped the game in FIFA, uh, such as the addition of Ultimate Team, um, which has really taken off over the past six or seven years that it's been implemented. Um, And also stuff like uh, they've done Lounge Mode, which I'm really mad that they took out Lounge Mode. That was the thing that Jimmy and I were always playing. (laughs) EA, if you're listening to this, bring back Lounge Mode. That's what I'm going to say. At Peter Moore. Right. Um, Also, even with this year, the biggest change they've made since 2000 or FIFA 13 was the addition of the journey. And really just giving you the experience of what is presumably, well, the name is Alex Sancho, but what is presumably uh, Marcus Rashford or whatever it is. But you can pretty much uh, be whatever team for this particular player. You kind of played through a storyline. But, um, I mean, that's it in a nutshell. And, I mean, we can get into the inner debate of this season after you give your overview of 2K. Yeah. Um, what's great about the 2K series is their attention to detail. Now, um, that's also its downfall. They do things to replicate the league as closely as possible. And this isn't really their fault. Um, the things that are their fault are the way some of the mechanics are handled. They still have some outdated systems. Sometimes they change things from year to year, and that messes with the continuity of how players understand the game. What I will say is they do make forward progress on how the game play works. Last year was a faux pas because, again, this is why 2K ended up on the ban list. When you have Michael Jordan getting blocked by Chris Paul, something is wrong with your game. But... I would say this year they've made excellent progress towards making sure the players feel like the players. Point guards feel like point guards. You aren't going to get dusted by a point guard who has a 66 speed and you have a 78 speed. You're not going to have 
centers outrunning point guards and shooting guards unless that's how they really perform in real life. Anthony Davis is a freak of nature in real life. He is a freak of nature in the video game. He... I don't care who you are, what you are. Like, Steph Curry is one of the greatest shooters ever. He will, when he retires, he will retire as the greatest shooter ever because that man, in my opinion, is already the greatest shooter. He's wild. When you play as him in the game, you feel like him in the game. And you have, when you play against him, you have to play a an extremely defensive game because he's ridiculous. He does he does moves quicker than most people in the game. His stats aren't actually possible if you ever if you make a my player, it's impossible to replicate his stats because he's such a unique human being. Same thing with LeBron, same thing with Giannis Akumpa, who whatever his name is, the Greek freak. He his like the Greek freak has been described as one of the most unnatural human beings ever. Because his stature, he's long, but he's muscular and he has one of the longest reaches in the league. They do a great job of replicating those players. Now, because it is a video game, people replicate what they see in life, so it, it's an issue when you play online, but that's more an, in, an, an indictment on the people playing 2K rather than the game. What they've done this year with the My Career mode, which is, if not the most popular, one of the most popular, is they've created a great story that thankfully is significantly better than last year's Spike Lee story. Spike Lee tried to do this thing that was very targeted and ended up falling flat. This year, it's more dynamic. It's more interactive. The way you interact with Twitter fans, the way you interact with Twitter trolls, teammates. When you get um, drafted to a team, you could be very, you could be a jokester like Chris Paul. You could be very serious like LeBron. You could be somewhere in the middle. You have teammates you interact with in a positive and a negative way and that interact, that affects how you play in the game if you're a guy who shows up to practice every single game so far i've every single day sometimes there's three practices a day i've gone i've made the effort to say if there's a practice i'm going to go out even if it means i have to miss out on an event that's one thing they've done they've they've forced you to have choice hey there's this event that's going to get you money but there's also team practice what are you going to do and that has that have as implications on like you get vc which can improve your player or you can go practice where you earn less VC, but you're gonna build that team chemistry. And I, I, I went to three practices in one day and I got a text message from the coach. And the coach was like, saw your practice, good job, you earned more minutes. The next game, I got 10 more minutes of play time. And then I got a, a, a text message from the CEO, hey, we see what you're doing, keep it up. Those, those small aspects really make the game playable. My favorite mode so far is my team, which is similar to Ultimate Team. Um, they've got a long way to go. FIFA Ultimate Team is the most polished I've ever seen any of, like, Madden is... Wait, 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 wait. We don't know what happened there. Wait, 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 down that list. Like, even MLB 2K, if you ask me, is probably the most polished sports game in general. MLB is just great. They know what well, they're they, doing. Well, they know what they know. They know their fan. They know their audiences. It's a very specific game, so they've got their thing. I think if you're going to do that, that fantasy mode where you, you draft players, I think FIFA has got it down with Ultimate Team. But my team is really great. They've got the system where you have great characters, but they're trying to limit this thing of stupid teams. So I bought the Legend Edition, which is the Kobe edition. I got it because it was, it was Kobe's last year. And yes, I'm a Boston Celtics fan, but Kobe's one of the greatest. He's probably on route mushroom, if you ask me. Top 10 greatest basketball players ever. Um, which gives you some really, really limited cards, but they're, they're only there for a short amount of time, so you can't abuse them like you could in other years. Um, they've got a long way to go, but this is definitely leaps and bounds better than last year's game. 
right. And um, FIFA has always been good at making progressive change. I can't say within the past um, six or seven years um, that we've played FIFA that there's necessarily been a bad one-off FIFA game. And that's why, like, it's consistently, they're always pushing the boundaries of how can we uh, get, like, the game into our audience's hands and say, look, this is FIFA, this is what we changed to make it more dynamic so that you have the control and really can implement your own style into the game. And that's what they did with this one. And I know Goddard mentioned last week that um, a lot of people were timid as to with how much change they implemented into the game whether it'll still be be fifa and it is still fifa it feels like um it for lack of a better term it feels like 16 on crack cocaine and got a makeover Uh so (laughs) and it's just maybe creatine is a better word because crack cocaine really weakens you and that's strong. Uh, may, let's just say it's on that limitless pill if you guys like uh, shout out to There you go. And from what I can tell right now, there are no side effects. Anyways, so yeah, with that, um, like you said, as Kale said, ultimate team for FIFA is really, um, like you said, the most polished. It already knows what works. It's just doing those minute differences or innovating a certain aspect of it to make it more fun, to make it a new challenge. With that, they brought in uh, the squad builder um, challenges. So what they do is you can trade in items um, to create a chemistry or complete requirements. But what it is, is you're trading, uh, you're permanently trading in your items from your club. And if you complete those requirements, you then get a reward pack from it. And so it's always, it's a good way to uh, like offset those items you aren't using anymore in your clubs because like i always know that whenever i pre-order fifa and i get my gold packs they give you your standard bronze packs i just toss those things out the window but now it's a good excuse for you to use those and actually get something valuable from them than getting gypped on the price of them yeah yeah i continue to finish yeah and with that being said they've also upped it like last year they also um introduced uh, ultimate team drafts which is probably the greatest thing they've done since ultimate team has come out and essentially it is you get like either a token or you can spend fifa points um, but who actually uses fifa points and you can draft like they they allow you to pick your captain and then you pick you pick your formation pick your captain then based off of each position they give you like four or five players that you can pick from that are like super rare gold stats. yeah like the best of the best players so you can create your own team like of the best of the best players without spending any money. Then you play with them for four games. If you win all four games, then you get a price pack or essentially you play till you lose. So if you, and for each stage, there's four games, you get a price pack correspondingly. Um, and then it's always, playing online has always been super polished. Playing with uh, friends has always been great, at least for ultimate team. Um, were you want to add something to that, Goddard? Uh, no, I was going to kind of push this along a little bit. So, with that being said, with you guys giving your overview, which journey is better between the two? I will say um, I am more impressed with um, FIFA's journey because this is the first time they've done something like this, and it is right off the bat. This like this is like 
I can't remember what his name is. His first game in the major. Yeah, I know. I'm saying I'm, I'm, I'm making like relevant. This guy, I can't remember. Was, was in the league. It was midseason. His first game in the majors. He steps up to his bat. His dad's watching. Hits a home run. Smack dab. Like this is what FIFA did with the journey. They came in. They. I don't know who they recruited to direct it. I know they're using Frostbite too, but the game looks amazing. The characters look lifelike. The story is well fleshed out. Again, this is EA. So they have writers that are writing on Dragon Age, Mass Effect, all these other things. So the talent pool is amazing. So I was so much more impressed with how like good it was from the start. There's progress in 2K. It's not. It's leaps and bounds better than last year. It's not what... FIFA the journey is so I'll say the journey as far as like single player this is my player this is the creative player who I'm playing as this is we're going seasons yada yada I think the journey takes the cake as a matter of fact I'm going to just give 2016 I'm just going to go ahead and hand the the, the the championship over to FIFA as far as it's concerned when it's 2K, when it's 2K NBA 2K versus FIFA FIFA gets that edge if you have money and you like both sports go get FIFA I think you're going to get more money out of FIFA Get 2K when like holiday season. That's what I'm saying. Y'all already know I'm pretty biased, so I'm just gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. And, and, but but you're right. There is a lot of at least in terms of the journey because 2K has been doing it longer than FIFA has. There's more things they've thought about to be able to implement, like uh, the team chemistry. That's one thing that uh, the journey doesn't have in FIFA. As of right now, it's just rating. Your manager tells you what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong. If you make a poor pass, it'll tell you. If you're making a bad call for the pass, it'll let you know. Or if you're doing poor challenges. Um, But it doesn't have that chemistry. And as of right now, it doesn't give you the option whether you want to go to practice. It'll just show you you're doing practices. And it'll just have mini sessions mm-hmm. um, for different tactics, like whether it's dribbling or just set pieces. So it doesn't have that aspect, which I think would be kind of cool. But with this one, they do have how you respond to teammates, how you respond to your coaches, how you yeah. respond to interviewers, um, bases, your like that determines your follower base do you have a high manager approval rating are the fans like do they love you are just like a superstar with them um and then it just gives you like the fiery hot personality or the cool calm collected reserved personality and stuff like that but um there are those minute differences that 2k does better but overall since this is the first one that fifa's done yeah it's really good yeah so i would say fifa was great um yeah, Tuka made a lot of progress. Looking forward to see. Hopefully, they can get some better writing in there and um, improve on next year's game. But so far, great great job on both sports games. Um, holiday season, I'll probably pick up MLB. And that's just... MLB is like a 9 out of 10 every year. It's a 10 out of 10. The guys who buy MLB, they buy it. They enjoy it. There's no complaints over there. Are you going to win the challenge? Who? What? The throw the perfect game? No, no absolutely not. They, they, they stopped doing that because dudes got really good. <laughs> they did it three years in a row, and someone actually did it. Like, like for, they, 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 it's, it's really, really hard to do it. Nope. People figured it out. <laughs> People figured it out. When you have to give a million dollars away every year, yeah, it's a problem. But no, they, uh, what, what MLB, MLB does what they do, and they do well. Um, oh, that was close. <laughs> um, so, we, I think we should find more segments like that where we kind of debate the two and have a discussion. Yeah, I really uh, like that. Matt and I were just talking. This is probably something we're going to do a little bit more with, even more about gaming, because, you know, we try to keep the show as general as broad. I know when John and Brian show up, we get those, you know, extra long episodes where we can just kind of sit and relax. These are, these are kind of our. This is, I'll be honest, these episodes are kind of for our hardcore fans who've been with us for a while. These are the longer episodes. You kind of have to sit here and endure some of our madness. 
But um, in order to really go into depth in these kind of discussions, have these meaningful talks about video games specifically, keep your eye out for even more about gaming. I promise it's coming. I'm just medicated. I'm sorry. I fell. You were just hashtag sorry, not sorry. Yeah. I, I am legitimately sorry that it's taken this long because we we're supposed to have these shows launched in September. It's October. No, I was talking about how long the episodes of me on them are. Oh no, we don't care about that. You know, if you, if you don't like it, you know. Hashtag we, sorry, not sorry. We appreciate you, but you know, hey, you, you, <laughs> you can stop at the thirty-five minute mark. You know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, to keep this moving, uh, let's go ahead. Uh, let's let's take this into money to blow, um, and we can start to wrap this up. Um, We've we've reached that time, and I think we've unless then anybody think anybody's got anything else. I got a top five. If we don't have one. top five, top five, top five. That's fine. Cool. Let's not take too long though. Okay. So okay. top five on that money to blow no bounce. Yeah. Cool. So and this comes up, and maybe we've done this before. I feel like we've done an iteration of it, but we not to this extent. And I found this interesting because um, I read it earlier in the week. Um, I tagged you guys in an article this week. Mm-hmm. Top five iterations of Robin. Yeah, yeah. from across all, okay. from and all, again, all the platforms. All pla- from all platforms, from movies to TV shows to we comics. We have done this. We have done this. We have done this. Of Robin, we 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 know we've done, no, we've we've done, done top Bat- Batman, Bat family support character, yeah, support character. But like uh, iterations of Robin, so it doesn't matter whether they're comic movie. Or TV show like so you could list uh, Dick Grayson three times, but it'd be a different Dick Grayson each time. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. Which we have not done this. We've done it. We've in done one. that family, but we haven't done Robin specifically. Yeah. Cool. Bat family. Yeah, and it was and Robin's Robin's had the most portrayals, so that's yeah. definitely the best way to take it. I'll okay. go first because mine is easy. Number one, Damien Wayne. Specifically, um, Bad Blood, Damien Wayne. Um, number two, Damien Wayne. Specifically, Son of Batman, Damien Wayne. I think I, number I, I, three, hold on, hold on, Damien Wayne. <laughs> oh, come on now. Specific. I've already created, you obviously know, that's yeah. the same. It's the same Damien Wayne. Yeah, okay. Um, if I could lift Damien five times, I will. No, so, um, I will say Son of Batman, um... The comic version. That's that's what I'm... I like that because they go a little bit more into his emotional status. Um, specifically, Son of Batman 5, where he goes to an island of, like, um, failed Robin experiments, and he's wondering if he's actual son or is he just an experiment. That, that particular comic I enjoy a lot. Um, let's go ahead and go with Young Justice Robin. Wait, wait. Wait. Well, Tim Drake or, or Dick Grayson? Dick Grayson. Dick Grayson. Okay. Dick Grayson. Because, you know, it's very whelmed. Very, very whelmed. Um, uh, Tim Drake wasn't that bad. I, I, I know. Yeah. It's just the, the, the whelmed thing. Yeah, I, yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That's... I, I looked up the word whelmed for like 30 <laughs> minutes just to find that clip. I was like, I like this. So, I really like that character. Um... Nope, that doesn't count. Dick Grayson from Justice League. Okay. Justice League. Um, And I know it wasn't like... Okay, let me take that back. 
actually, I'm kind of done. You know, I'm going to leave it at those three because four and five, there's a lot I'm thinking of in my mind right now. I'm having a hard time placing them. So I'm just going to do my top three. Okay, That's fair enough. That's cool. Um, I'll go next. Um... Robin from Teen Titans is on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, that's just an iconic series altogether, and how can you not like that version of Teen Titans? You know, with Slade, with the the battle and struggle with Slade, and, and really he was Slade for a while. And yeah, which it's such a good series, and oh, we need that season six, which we'll never get. Rip oh. the dream. Right. <laughs> um, just killed the Robin. Sorry. After that, ooh, and there's just so many versions. It's kind of crazy how many Robins are, like, when you really look at it. Um, Young Justice Dick Grayson. I'm a huge Dick Grayson guy. Um, So that one, that one's there. (laughs) Oh. We're terrible people. Just so anyone who's listening right at this moment wondering what's going on. We're terrible people. Yeah. You said it. You said it. And so wax too. Uh, I was trying to control it, but I couldn't. Keep going, son. Just keep going. Just keep going. It's already out there. Just keep going. You expose yourself. Keep going. I think you're saying anything. I mean, who's supposed? <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. What? I declare. <laughs> I declare. You might as well keep going. Yeah. If you don't keep going, we're going to keep going. So. Um, next would be. I'm, I think more so for the storyline, not so much for that particular Robin um uh Kelly um Kelly Carrie Kelly Carrie Kelly for Dark Knight cause that story was just Dark Knight Returns yeah Dark Knight Returns was just phenomenal um and then just cause it's comical Lego Batman Robin mm-hmm. Lego Batman <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually excited for that Lego Batman movie. Yeah, it's gonna be Will Arnett. It's gonna be yeah, that's, that'll be fun. And then lastly, I actually liked the Arkham series Robin. I did. So there's my five. Do you have yours yet, Brian, or do you need a couple more minutes? I could probably come up with them. Um, dialogue, 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 dialogue. Wait, what? <laughs> you know about dialogue? Let me stop. Let me no, Go ahead, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Again, I'm medicated. Let's see. <laughs> I don't have any particular order in mind. Uh, Damian Wayne from, you know, Son of Batman, Bad Blood, etc. Um, Young Justice Robin, Dick Grayson, just didn't see as much Tim Drake. Um, that could change. It, it could, hopefully. <laughs> um, Teen Titans Robin from the cartoon series I haven't read any comics uh, the Arkham Robin okay. and I feel like there was one other but maybe just the original Robin from uh, Batman the Animated Series there's that too okay um, 
I feel like we're all kind of treading some of the same ground here. I'll just kind of try to give maybe some of my thoughts on the whys. These are sort of kind of in order, like not a hard order, but uh, so first I'll go with, I guess you'd say at the number five slot, the Tim Drake Robin from the Arkham series. I liked the like differences in the character design. I liked that he, he's not like, as mouthy as Nightwing is, but he's still much more lighthearted than Batman. And I like that they actually show him being a more emotionally healthy character. I mean, he's engaged, he's, you know, getting married. You know, he's he has an idea of a future beyond just the costume, but he has a strong enough sense of duty and justice, justice, to continue to wear the costume and, you know, fight the criminals in Gotham and so on and so forth. So I really liked that. And I just, he had some fun, unique gadgets in the games. You know, he had some fun stuff he could do. Uh, next, I would say, is Young Justice Tim Drake Robin. We didn't get a lot of him, but we got some good stuff. I really liked him. He, he didn't have, like, some of the vocabulary stuff that Dick Grayson gave us, but he had... He still had a good sense of fun, but he was a more sober Robin because he came after Jason Todd. Yeah. And there was explicit references to that. And he kind of sort of joked around in, like, one episode. Or maybe it was Dick said something, and like, don't die out there. And, you know, Tim made a comment back. But, I mean, he was a team leader for, like, kind of the youngest Young Justice guys. I thought that was kind of fun. You know, and his costume was kind of his own take on it, and he had his own style. He wasn't just a carbon copy of Dick. Uh, next, I would say the DCAU, so like the 90s animated, you know, Batman the Animated Series, Dick Grayson Robin. I thought he had, he's had one of the best Robin outfits, although I, I don't know if he, that one came first or the... Uh, same time period, uh, Tim Grace, Tim Drake, not Tim Grayson, Tim Drake, uh, Robin outfit came first, but he had a really good outfit. I liked how he was, he wasn't angsty, but he was definitely like the teenage college character, but he was a good balance for Bruce. Uh, he was a lot of fun. Um, number two would actually be Tim Drake from the comics in kind of that same period, like the late 90s or mid to late 90s when he was Robin, not Red Robin, not Super Robin or whatever else he's gone. And he didn't have the super high-tech costume. He just had pants, array pants. Solomon Grundy wants pants too. Um, <laughs> you know, he lot more a lot more green in the costume, which I thought was a cool touch. He actually took on, like, he stopped a scheme of the Jokers once. I remember having, like, of all the random issues, I had an issue where, like, Batman's out of town for something. Like, maybe it was, like, around the time that he got his back broke. I don't remember. I thought it was at the Watchtower, but continue. And this was just, like, an in, in Gotham thing, but he, like, Robin is foiling Joker's scheme on his own. Like, I don't know if he was fighting Joker directly face-to-face, but there was scheming and computer stuff going on, and Tim was doing smart detective-y, computer-y things, and he was, like, you know, Joker was kind of taunting him, like, oh, is the Batman on vacation? Did he break... You know, did he fall from the belfry or something along those... You know, I don't remember exactly what was going on, but I remember Tim was, like, actually holding up against the Joker, which is, like, 
a super big deal for the Bat family. Like, the Joker is the, the emergency button. Like, he is the hit the big red button, call in all the troops. Bruce is the one who has to deal with them guy. You know, any above and beyond any other villain except maybe Bane for that. And then my top pick would be, as I think like all of you guys have said this one so far, the young Justice Dick Grayson Robin. Um, not just for things like really well, character. Really, just really. I mean, he's a great character. You could tell that Bruce was being successful in making him not a carbon copy of him. Uh, but he went through struggles. He had a cool outfit. I liked his little hacker, like in the first season, his little hacker progress hologram, the little smiley Robin faces. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, ah, ah. I'm like, hey, you know, it's not weirdo scrolling code hacker stuff. You know, it's just he's hacking things. And they kind of, you know, they kind of put the mechanics of the how in the background and just gave us smiley faces. But yeah, he just, I thought he was a good distillation of Dick Grayson. So. Do you want to go, Tim? I like Robin. <laughs> I like Robin. He likes the color red. That's it? I mean, you guys know me. I'm not like a huge, huge comic book guy, but I mean, I do love the Teen Titans. Robin, he's very good. Uh, Damian Wayne from these uh, newer Batman movies. He, he's pretty fire. Uh, pretty lit. Yeah. Dick Grayson. Mel's format's pretty cool. That's all I got to say. All right. <laughs> then I'll go ahead and close this out. Um, in no particular order, uh, I'm also going to jump on the bandwagon here. Teen Titans Robin. Mm-hmm. Just because not... Oh, and this is like a two-parter. I'm going to go ahead with the original Teen Titans and then Teen Titans Go as well. Just because it's such a different take on Robin. And he's just like a funny character to me. Even though he's... Um, like a great and competent fighter just as like sometimes he's the incompetent people person kind of thing he's the only one without some sort of superpower or uh, super enhancement to himself so he's just like the outcast trying to lead everyone else and it's funny to watch that interaction so I love um, the Teen Titans and Teen Titans Go version of Robin um, also because we all know it's on the list Young Justice Dick Grayson because I mean even though when he becomes Nightwing he's just all around great wisecracking he's the leader he's meant to be and was if I'm not mistaken originally uh, Batman had told uh, promised Dick he would be the leader but not at that point in time because he was still too young so then he handed over to uh, Aqualad and so yeah it's just awesome watching his progression throughout that series um Another one, just for differential sake, I'm going to go ahead and say Jason Todd. Ooh. Deep cuts. I, yeah. I thought about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know due to popular opinion, he was killed off, which is unfortunate. But just his whole story arc is uh, pretty, uh, it's different. It's awesome. It's really cuts deep, deep cuts, in the words of Caleb. So, yeah, uh, that's three. I'm also going to go with... Uh, the Batman Dick Grayson. Ooh, that oh, one was really okay. good. That was that was also another kind of lighthearted approach to uh, the boy wonder. Real deep cuts here, man. So that was he that a, was he got a jetpack. He did. He had his own jetpack. So that that was always fun to watch him, and it, it was always funny because I always thought his head was disproportionately bigger than his. Shit. Oh, it totally was. <laughs> the, that was the, the show definitely did not go for realistic proportions. <laughs> so that was always funny. 
And then uh, the fifth one, I'm just going to go with... Um, I'm going to have to go with Tim Drake, just uh, comic comic iterations. Um, just because in terms of Robbins, he is different. Yes, Damien was different, but I think he was the only Robin that still had his parents, both of his parents, when he became Robin. Well, he still had a parent. Wasn't it him that fi- was the first to figure out that yeah, Bruce he detective, was... Yeah, de- he detective... The great detective. Into, that's that's a verb when you're dealing with comic books, kids. Detective. Um, <laughs> yeah, he figured it out. Yeah. Um, and I think you're right. I think his mom and dad were alive. They may have been, like, divorced yeah. or separated, but they were both alive. Were, but, mean, he's with, but he's with his dad. His parents are still alive, and if you want to be technical. Well, okay. <laughs> That's kind of cheating, but though. He, <laughs> but he also didn't know he had a dad until... Yeah. And then he lost his grandfather. But that, we're not talking about that. He's also an assassin, but that, he don't care about feelings. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, yeah. Because uh, Tim Drake, he's... I think... Like, granted, all the boy wonders have been, like, super intelligent, but I feel like... Uh, if anyone was kind of like a caliber up from that, it may have been Tim Drake. True. I think he's always been kind of. That's been one of his major angles is that he's the smart one. The yeah, the the tech and detective guy. Yeah. Among the Robins. Yeah, and th- and I always appreciate that. And he was finally the one. I think he was the one that went ahead and switched to straight up red, black, and yellow. <laughs> no yeah, green. He, no green. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. was the one. All right, uh, let's get money to blow, and then uh, we'll get up and we'll do our little closure and get up out of here. Um, so for me, as far as money to blow, really didn't do too much this week because I was working a lot, but went to the basketball game, so bought some food at the stadium. What basketball game was that? Timberwolves versus the Heat. That's okay. Real quick, mention about that game. So, the Sprint Center, which is our stadium in the city, signed a contract with the Miami Heat for six years when LeBron and Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh were there. They're like, you know, we're going to be here for like 16 years, whatever. So, they signed a six-year contract. Obviously, about a year or two ago, no, two years ago, LeBron left. And so, they still treat the Heat like the home team. Unfortunately for them, the Timberwolves have like three KU players there. So, literally, half... No, two-thirds of the stadium was going crazy for the Timberwolves. And they're like, let's go Heat. And everybody was like, eh, nope, sorry. <laughs> we don't like them. <laughs> and they have no one on the player that's like a recognizable name. And I was like, who is that guy? That's funny. <laughs> was someone was shooting a free throw for the Heat. And all we hear from the from who? And we're on the other end of the court. And then, who is that guy? <laughs> and we're like... <laughs> And then the guy sitting in front of us was like, he's not wrong. Like, <laughs> yeah. the dream. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Hassan walks out was kind of nice. Uh, anyway, uh, you did you did help me out with the deluxe edition of FIFA. Oh, um, sorry, Mafia. Mafia. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll say you technically paid for the uh, the season pass portion because we bought the deluxe edition which comes with season pass. So you pitched in on that. You split that. Okay. Next. I'll just go in okay. since I got I uh, paid for the deluxe edition of Mafia. Picked up 2K as well. Um, I'm probably going to have to pay for more therapy now that I didn't fell down the stairs. <laughs> um, but, um, no, nah, I got A1 insurance, so my deductibles met. Free therapy for the rest of the year until January 1st. Let's get it in. 
Mike, I'm going to come see you on Tuesday. <laughs> Mike's name, my physical therapist, boost physical therapy. That's my recommendation of the week. Boom, I'm out. Ooh. Ooh, sorry. I'll, I'll go ahead and uh, hop in next on, rec- uh, on Money to Blow. Um, if you were listening last week, I told you that if you asked me next week what I spend my money on, I would probably say a new pair of shoes. Here I am, a week later, happy to say no new shoes. (laughs) (laughs) All that hope. You gave them so much hope just to turn away. Down in flames. All that hope. New shoes? Nope. I know. I know. I, I'm I'm always the person that's like misdirected. It's just like there's you're asking the clerk about something on the shelf. It's like yeah, you see that thing right there, the blue with the circle in the middle. Yeah, the one next to it. You <laughs> know, <laughs> yeah, me and Matthew are are the 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 shoe aficionados of the house, if there are any. Me more than Matthew, but Matthew pays more pays a lot of attention to athletic shoes. Yeah, I'm so. I'm just saying, if anybody wants to, first of all, my birthday's coming up in two months, right around the Christmas corner. No, so if, so if anyone <laughs> is trying to drop me, you know, some uh, Nike Air Max motions. Nope. I'm just saying, I'm not gonna disclose the address or PO box out there. But follow me on uh, social media, and you might just get that address. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I'm <laughs> sure there will be a flood of offers. Yeah, when you got the main attraction asking. No, I'm just kidding. Ooh. I'm just kidding. It's not my Ooh. show. I just show up sometimes. And take all the food. And you take all the falls. What you talking about? You not wrong. <laughs> but I don't catch all these apps. But you go to college. Oh, you tried, gra- you tried grabbing hey. that little Ooh. bar. And you you caught it. <laughs> Oh, Matthew, you put from Yik Yak. Uh, you go to college, you catch these. Uh, you can't spell college without a couple of L's. Yeah, man, college definition of L's. Yeah, left, right, so uppercase L's, lowercase L's, L's in Spanish, like Spanish font. I, I said Spanish. Yeah, wait a minute, I'm catching L's in college. You can't even stay in college to catch an L. Hey, that's okay. <laughs> I mean, I'll be jumping now. Ow! Sorry, I'm medicated. Don't go to school. <laughs> Don't go to school. Go to post coffee right. and stay to play Mafia 3. Ouch. <laughs> anyway, I'm not catching a win. I'm I not mean, catching a nail. I'm all right. I'm cool. <coughs> I mean, I spent some money on some uh, movie theater candy that was on sale for a dollar a piece. Heat. So, I mean, that's, that's a, that's a but steal. See, Shout out to Matt for the dots. Yeah, but the thing is, it, it <coughs> that's good in a sense that it was a dollar a piece, but it's bad because I literally walked through a chain of five stores because I was bored, and I was like, I'm not going to like uh, splurge by, and I walk in, I was like, candy for a dollar. <laughs> and that's and what happened. And it was over. It was splurge. And, I, and that was the last store I was at, too, before I was going home. Nice. So, yeah, rip the dream. Uh, snacks. Entirely too much snacks. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, I went to Post Coffee for the first time. Uh, check that out again. That, that's cool. I recommend that. If you're in the least scummed area, um, it's great. But nothing really. I mean, really should be saving my money, but. That's a whole different podcast. That's a whole different podcast. <laughs> I need to find a podcast on Legend, bro. I need to play that in the back. Right, anyways, yeah. Alright, okay. I guess I'll go next. Um, I didn't do much the last week. Um, trying to save money. I'm actually looking for work right now, so can't really be 
spending my money too much, but I went out of If town anyone wants to give him a job, let us know. True that. <laughs> well, that depends yeah. on the job, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, I went out of town for Thursday through earlier today for a trip, so travel expenses, and then I bought... While I was there, I had some cash that I'd withdrawn for something a while back so that I still had in my wallet, so I bought a couple books. So You're probably the only one at this table that has spent money on books. Kudos to you, Brian. Look, I'm a college student, and I have two out of my seven books. Two. You and know, I'm borrowing them from the library, so I spent no money on That's what I'm talking about. These days, you need to take a loan out for your college books, so Look, I don't blame you. Yeah. See, I'm going to let you guys know a little secret that I abide by while I'm in college. I always find one class that I do not buy the textbook and see how well I can get through. <laughs> I mean, uh, I have an A right now in that tips, class. Yeah, so. t- college tips 101. Literally, go to the library the first day of class, take your book list in there, and see which books you can check out. There you go. Or right. I don't go to college at all. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Anyway, uh, I guess I'll wrap up Money Blow. So I guess I'll extend it past just this week since I'm not on here every week. Uh Bills, basic foodstuffs. Uh, in the last couple months, I've had a lot of friends and so forth who've had birthdays, so I've bought a few birthday presents here and there for folks because they keep everybody got born in the like, second half of the year, it seems like. So, weird. I don't know what that's about. I got born in March, so, you know. Yeah. There, you go. there we go. But other than that, yeah, mostly just bills, bills, bills. Gotta pay those bills. Bills, bills, bills. Right. All right. Um, wrap up. Yeah, lovely wrap up. Cool. All right, guys, as always, we appreciate you coming, sitting down, spending time, listening to us. We don't know why you do it, but we thoroughly appreciate it. My name is Mookie. I have been your honorable host. These young gentlemen, I am pleased that y'all actually come by and spend time with us talking about absolutely nothing. Again, the show is about everything. And sometimes it's about. And like I just want to say one last thing before we sign off. My recommendation. I just I just heard this great song earlier today. No 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 no. It's by Bruno Mars. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Really yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Twenty four K magic. Yeah, it's really really. Yeah, it's really nice. It's really nice. What y'all think I was gonna say? Something about chicken nugget. <laughs> Got it. No. <laughs> now get chicken nugget song. Nick Bean. <laughs> We do oh, not appropriate that. We don't condone that song. We have nothing to do with that. This song is annoying. Um, you the one who brought it up. We're going to do recommendations. I recommend following Fabulous on Instagram. Don't follow him on Snapchat. It's real scandalous. Your girlfriend going to see it. You're going to get in trouble. Don't do that. Follow him on Instagram. It's cleaner. I. I look, let's just end that. We're not going to go any further. Mafia 3 and don't go to college. FIFA over 2K. I don't know my hell, but anyway, we appreciate your time. We are thoroughly blessed. Have a good one.